You're listening to the We're Alright Podcast, hosted by Brandon Erseg. The episodes keep on rolling, um, but we are fast approaching the end of the footy season and therefore the end of the first season of the pod. The exact week we'll finish up is still to be determined. Uh, we might keep things going until the end of the AFL season. We'll see how we go. Uh, I'm sure you've heard enough of me already, and luckily the guests will have kept you coming back, including this week's. I have no idea where this episode will go and how it will go. I might not be hosting by the end. A couple of things that are guaranteed, though, are a good laugh and some strong opinions. Uh, This guest had his own way of performing both on and off field, being one of the early examples I had the pleasure of playing and spending time with who showed me you could go hard in both areas. Uh, The result in terms of the on-field was a 137-game waffle career spanning two clubs and a fair bit of success. And he's actually the first guest I've had on who's played at multiple clubs where the greater amount of games played isn't at Swans with just 33 at the Ducks to go with 104 and his name on a locker at East Perth. But he sure made his impact felt whether on or off the field in his time at Bassendine, which is probably evident in him being on the pod. Across those 137 games, he averaged 20 disposals while kicking 45 goals, including some very important ones, and a staggering 51 behinds, which we may get him to touch on later. He was he has one of the better names in the Waffle in recent times, which particularly early in his career rolled off the tongue of the likes of Glenn Mitchell and Phil Lamb of the ABC commentary team. And more, most importantly, he is a great player, great bloke. We have none other than Freddie Spencer Clutterbuck. Fred, how you going? Thanks for that intro, mate. That was uh, terrific. You'd be, you'd be happy with that? Yeah, I'm stoked. Thank you very much. I didn't um, even have to write my own one. It was great. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't send one in. Well, you. I was considering it. So. <laughs> um, we're recording this upstairs at the footy club. When was the last time you were here? Oh, geez, I can't remember. But it would have been after a few pints. Um, probably 2019, maybe? Yeah. 18? Yeah. yeah. So it's been a while. It's been about five years. So I missed the Thursday night feeds and the... Um, the after-game shenanigans, but no, it's good to be back. Yep. Um, do you still follow the Black Ducks much? I do. I check the scores every week. Um, obviously, have a look at the Swans and, and East Perth scores. Um, yeah, I suppose once you've played for a club or both clubs, it's something that interests you. I like footy, and I love uh, my first love was probably the waffle as well. So, nah, keep a keep a tabs on it. Yep, beautiful. And how do you feel being on the pod? You're not a man who's short on opinion, and you do love a good chat. No, I'm looking forward to it. I've um, Actually set aside the next three or four hours, so <laughs> we can we can go all night if you like, as long as there's enough beer, we well, can uh, we can keep going. Well, I think we could be covered in that area. <laughs> We're good to go. We got Georgie here at the bar. He's Easy pouring. <laughs> all right, let's get into it. We'll speak about your time at Swans in more detail later, but give us the quick rundown on where your connection or journey at the footy club started. Uh, well, my, first of all, I used to come down here when I was, yeah, a young lad in my early teens. Uh, probably, yeah, 12 years old. I played footy at Naranda and Clancy Pierce was in the team. Um, his brother was pl- just started playing league footy at the time, so we used to always go to every Swans game he played. Um, yeah, so that was, yeah, I'd spend my Saturday afternoons at, at Bastonine Oval watching Shane Barros, Barrow, stick his head over <laughs> it. Um, that's what I remember from those days. And then I suppose the chance came back, or not to come back, but the chance... Uh, I got a chance in end of 2015, so yeah, to come to the Swans. East Perth had just um, aligned with West Coast, yep. and that was an absolute, <laughs> an absolute shamozzle. We'll get into that. It, it was just an, uh, a complete and utter 
yeah, stuff up pretty much by East Perth, yep. which they still haven't recovered from <laughs> um, on the field anyway. But, yeah, so I met up with Stiffy. We had breakfast. Um, yeah, and I thought, well, we'll stuff East Perth, stuff the Eagles. I'll, I'll come to somewhere. I, well, I knew they had a great culture, had great fans, and, yeah, I ended up here for the 2016 season. Yep, that's right. <coughs> Not very good. And t- you talked about when you were a young lad, you obviously played at another Waffle Club in East Perth before you are at Swans. So you are a Swans supporter growing up, but where like, where did you actually grow up? Because you obviously fell outside of Swan District Zone. Yeah, so the funny thing was I probably live a lot closer to Bassendine Oval than I did Leaderville Oval. Mm. So I grew up in Morley, played for Naranda. Um, so this place is probably five minutes from my childhood home. So. Yep. Used to spend, as I said, most of Saturday afternoons here um, with Clancy watching Jesse Pierce, and um, yeah, that was that was yeah. I suppose I had to play for East Perth because I was I knew I was always owned there, um, so I kind of had a soft spot for them as well. But yep. yeah, Bassendine was kind of the home growing up. Yep. And did you, you played all your junior footy at Naranda, all at the one club? All at Naranda, yeah. Played some school footy at Trinity. Oh yeah. Um, so spent a bit of time there. Uh, that interrupted. Our cult seasons, unfortunately, at East Perth. But, yeah, yeah, that was basically it. Uh, Any flags? Any junior flags? I lost three playing for Naranda. Three flags there. Um, Who too? Who got you? Balladura beat us every year. Our last one, we just absolutely cracked the shits. And the game got called off at (laughs) halftime because there was an all-in brawl. Uh, where were you in that all in brawl? I had a balladura bloke in a headlock <laughs> um, when the umpire blew the whistle, I think, and then that was the end of the junior footy career. Doesn't sound like <laughs> you. <laughs> that was it. Thank you. Um, and did you have the dream of playing playing AFL footy like as a kid for as long as you can remember, or did that not maybe come into calculation at all at a, until a later age, or was it not something that came into calculation at all? Oh, look, I didn't. It wasn't something in really the forefront of my mind. Like when I was growing up, I, I thought, geez, that'd be good to have a job playing footy. But um, I was a bit of a realist. I never thought I would um, make a living out of footy. So I always, yeah, knew I'd have to do something else. But um, yeah, it seemed like a good idea <laughs> when I was when I was a bit of a kid. But yeah, it wasn't something I was kind of hanging my, hanging my hat on or anything like that. So yep. yeah. And any other sports you uh, fancy yourself in now still or were decent at? Growing up as a kid, my recollection is that you don't mind yourself with a bat in hand or a kookaburra rock or both. Well, I'd, I'm <laughs> probably one of the better cricketers going around not to have played whack at A grade. <laughs> and I could probably still play it. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's where I'm at. With as that. a batter or a bowler? I'm a, a batsman. Um, I was captain of the Darlow, uh, the PSA <laughs> at Trinity. We won the Darlow Cup. <laughs> I, um, Mitch Marsh, actually. He swatted one through point and I stuck a duke out and caught him. Did you? Who was he playing for? He was playing for the, Wesley. The he, was on, he was on about 90 or 40. Um, <laughs> but he still took the catch. Well, they were chasing 300 and he made about 250 the week before, so we were a bit worried. And, um, and had you, had, how much of that 300 did you contribute, that lead? <laughs> uh, not many. 30-odd, uh, <laughs> I think. Yeah, okay. But, uh, nah, cricket was, cricket was always good. Good fun, I suppose, mm. playing that. I still play cricket now. 
um, with a few mates. Yeah, a- a- and strong opinions on cricket, which we're going to get to later. So don't touch, oh, on, yeah, it. Don't well, touch on it yet. I won't touch on <laughs> it now. But there's a, there's a few morons in Australian cricket, and <laughs> the, the sooner the sooner the Australian public wake up to themselves, the better. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So cricket's cricket's right. Any other sports or but uh, most just not really. Like I'm uh, playing tennis with the kids at school at the moment, <laughs> and none of them have taken a, a game off me. So I'd be a little bit worried if they did. Well, the year seven girls, especially, I've been um, been meeting them to love so. <laughs> and feeling good about it. Well, they come to the kitchen if they can't handle the heat. <laughs> Don't come to fair, visit. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Now, East Perth, that was your first club. When did East Perth first pop up on the radar for you in terms of the first footy you played there? Did you follow traditional path development squads? Yeah, I did. I think I played – I didn't make under 14s, so that's – I remember that stinging me a bit. Never got selected for Is that. Is there a name that you have in mind? No. Nah, responsible I, for that. I don't not? remember who that was, but I remember I would have been annoyed at the time at, at whoever it was. Yeah, yeah. But um, I made the 15s and the 16s and then um, played a few years of Colts footy. I had a late birthday, so yep. I could play. You September? Uh, or September, December? September, yeah. So yep. back in the day, I think they got – I could have played uh, another year of footy. So Stephen Payne and we were playing Colts footy together. We played pretty much our whole careers together. But back in those days, they got rid of like so. We played resis when we could have played uh, Colts. The extra year of Colts, yeah. yeah. It was so definitely pl- a lot different then. Yeah, so we played a couple of games in the Colts, and they thought, nah, I don't know. They thought the Colts were no good, so uh, they weren't going to play finals or anything. So they got rid of us, and we played, yeah, resis yeah, the rest okay. of that year. So yeah, that that was that. So that would would what year would that have been when you were how old? Oh, I was would have been nineteen. I was playing resis. Yeah, yeah. Eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Because. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got your first year of playing any league footy is 2010. Yeah. So and you would have been 19 turning 20 that year. Was that your first year in the in a senior program or was nah, it prior so to that? We went to, we were in the senior program in 2019. Um, 2009. Nine. Sorry, 2009. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got made captain of that year. So I played um, all resis towards the end. We Is it 18? Eighteen year old turning nineteen, you would have been. Yeah, so I was uh, captain. I was captain of that team, which was which was interesting because we had blokes. You know, I thought that they knew that I wasn't probably going to play league footy, but I they had you know twenty year old blokes, twenty five year old blokes coming in and out of the team, and yeah, I was still kind of telling them what to do. So yeah, no, it worked out well. Um, we ended up losing a Resi's grand final in oh really two thousand and ten to Claremont. Yeah, um, was that. The uh, that cracker, yeah, that swans one right here, yeah, yeah, the so cracker cup, the cracker. He had forty and kick four. That so we played before him. Oh um, yeah, that's how I kind of remember that. But yeah, yeah, what okay. a game that was. So oh. I remember cheering, cheering very loudly because we, yeah, hated Claremont. Yeah, still hate Claremont. And you had a bit of a soft spot for the Ducks. Had did enjoy the Ducks. Yeah. Enjoyed cracks. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a fantastic day. I remember yeah. watching it. Clancy was playing. Um, yeah, good mate. Yeah. He slipped over. Yeah, uh, when, Riggs, when Riggs kicked yeah, it to him, Matt there was, a, there was a switch. Oh, he still hasn't come onto this pod, by the way. Yeah, he's ducking Can you, you put a rocket Yeah, I him? will. I'll let him know. Um, but, yeah, I remember that uh, vividly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a horrible day for me, but a great day for the Black Ducks. Yeah. Um, and just going back to sort of playing development squad and Colts, as you transition through those grades before you played any senior footy, how did you – 
How'd you find it and where were you in the pecking order in terms of how well you were going, if you remember? Yeah, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't, I suppose, the standout or the superstar in any team I played in when I was younger. Um, I'd always kind of do my job and, um, yeah, I'd, I'd love playing the game. I, was, I suppose I was, as much as people don't believe me, I reckon I was, I was pretty physical and I loved getting involved and, you know, getting a chirp on and, <laughs> you know, all the little things, like yeah. being aggressive and just bringing a, bringing a good attitude kind of thing. So I suppose that's what I used to do and bring to teams. And then I started getting a bit better as I got older. I think I um, got a bit fitter and, um, yeah, just as the uh, the more, yeah, the older I got, the more experienced I got, I suppose I started, yeah, yeah belonging a bit more as I got older. Rezies the first and then in league footy. So. Yeah. So you, so you chalked up a bit of Rezies before you would have made your league debut. It sounds like yeah. maybe like a year and a half or so. Well, about, I mean, I made my... League debut, two thousand and ten. Ten would have been round seven or something. Yeah, around seven I think or eight. It was, yeah, around there. Yep. Yeah, so I was nineteen. Um, I'd played probably a year because I've missed the first few games of the year before in the Colts. So, so I played about a year in Resies, and then yeah, went in. My fir- I would come on the ground, and Byron Shammer was my first opponent. I remember that at Claremont Oval. Yep. Um, we got rolled, but yeah, I think I had twenty odd or twenty five. You had twenty. Round yeah. nine against Claremont at, yeah, at, at so Claremont Oval. Yeah, rounded up to so I had twenty five. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I went all right, and I was good. I reckon I was set. That that was it, and then I yeah, okay. So so just on that, when you um, played your first game of league footy, did you feel like you were ready, or did you feel like it was overdue, or did you feel like you maybe weren't quite ready yet? Like where no, do you remember where you were at yeah, when you first played league footy? I don't reckon I was. I definitely wasn't underdone because I'd put together a few, probably a solid month of Rezies yeah. footy. And how did actually how did a senior preseason go? Before you talk about your day, a bit more about your debut. Oh, it was tough, very hard. Yeah. We had. Um, our coach was Tony McHale. Yep. And he was somebody who would work us to the bone. Bit so of an we, old, old school coach. Old school, yep. Didn't believe in sports science. Um, <laughs> so we would run and we would run and we would um, – but it, it was actually just just the thing I needed. Like it was perfect for me. Um, he'd work us, to the, work us like dogs and, yeah, it worked. He's, uh, he's like a brap style and he was pretty full on. Um, but we, we'd work really hard and then um, we'd, uh, we'd play really hard and then we'd celebrate really hard. Yeah, yeah. So that was, that was the East Perth um, back when I first started and it was, yeah, it was great fun. That's how it should be done. Exactly right. I <laughs> yeah. think I'd, that's something, I don't know, we'll talk about it later, but that's something I did my whole career. Like I'd work, I'd work very hard during the week. Yeah. And then, um, well, I mentioned it in the, off the top as well. Someone yeah. who showed me that you could do both. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. Like I was well, when we were playing, when I was playing here, when you first started, I was still a young man. Like I loved um, going out. And I loved loved, <laughs> loved a few beers. And I still do. I, I still do. But uh, I would be in the gym three or four times a week, yeah. and I'd uh, do my running before training. Yeah. And I would, yeah. I'd, there was okay. I'm not saying I did that all the time. There's occasions in my career when I let it slip a bit and I got a bit fat. I'd always come back fat in East Perth. At East Perth, there was a fat club, and I'd always be captain yeah. every <laughs> single preseason. If your skin folds were above eighty, you had to train an extra twice a week. Yeah, and they just my name was in permanent marker on that board. <laughs> like I was just I couldn't get out of it, no matter how hard I tried. Not that I tried that hard, but, <laughs> but yeah, 
And by January, I'd be coming down. Yeah. By February, it'd be looking all right. By March, I could just about take my shirt off at the beach. <laughs> and then we're good to go. Yeah. Oh, they were under 60 by round one. That, that, was, that was a given. That's good enough, eh? Well, 60 was – that's that's elite areas for <laughs> yeah. me. All right. Yeah, we digressed a bit, but I enjoyed that too. The fat club captain. Um, your debut, round nine. So you, you reckon you weren't underdone – like no, you, I was you, you, didn't, ready. you didn't, yeah, you felt ready. I was definitely ready. Yeah. I wasn't even as a 19 year old, but yeah. you felt ready. I was ready to go. I wasn't banging the, banging the door down to the coach saying, Oh, I should be playing. I wasn't cracking it. I wasn't sucking it up. Yeah. I was just, um, ready to go. Yeah. I was ready to go. I think I had, well, no, I had 30 and three the week before <laughs> in the resis. So I knew, I thought, well, geez, that's, that's going to be tough not, not to pick me. <laughs> and sure enough, they picked me. I think I was working at, um, Rebel Sport at the time. Yeah. So I, every Thursday night, I would um, check the uh, check the the teams on the Waffle website. Um, Did you not get told? We trained on a Friday. Ah. Oh. We trained Friday night, so. So you'd already know by the time you rock up to Friday. Well, night no, training. I didn't know. I just because they'd name a twenty-five. Ah, oh, okay. So I'd always check to see if I was in the twenty-five um, for a few weeks prior, and. Yeah, then I checked it one night, went to my locker one night and I checked I was in the 25 and I thought, geez, I'm a chance. And then I think they told me on the Friday and then I was in. That yeah. was it. And yeah. I was, yeah, I was and, stoked. And you talked about um, you talked about lining up on Byron Shammer. Yeah. What are your other um, memories of the day? Did you have your jumper presented to you by anyone? Do you remember? Not that I remember. Yeah. No, like I, were you nervous going in? I was very, I, was, oh, I, wasn't, ner- I wasn't nervous, nervous. I'm not a, I don't sort of get that nervous yeah. um, most of the time, but... <laughs> I remember thinking I was more excited than anything else. Like it was, um, yeah, it was a big occasion. Yeah, for me and my family. Yeah. Like we'd, uh, my, my parents um, meant a lot to them. They they put a lot of work into me, so that was was good to be able to pay a little bit of faith um, for them. Yeah. And yeah, it was on ABC. It was a televised game, so we only had they only televised one game <laughs> a week uh, back in those days. Yeah. So I remember. Um, yeah, ra- recorded off the VHS or whatever it was back then and um, raced <laughs> home to watch it, fast-forwarded to all my good How bits. many times did you? Oh, it got worn out pretty, pretty <laughs> early. Um, it couldn't really – it wasn't easy to make a highlights package back then. Yeah. But um, I would fast-forward it through and have a look at my good bits. And I wouldn't watch my bad bits. Yeah. No, 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 that's, no, that's no, no good for None anyone. of that. Stay no. positive. Um, yeah, just looking at all the good things and um, admire my own work. <laughs> um, and did you have any – did you have like a welcome to the league moment in that game, or did or did that maybe come later, later on? Do you remember, or not really? Uh, no, I c- kind of like I did some. I think I took a bit of a mark just just going back um, into a bit of a pack, and I thought I don't remember who was coming the other way, but I thought, yeah, this is because you're never really sure, I suppose. When it's your first game, and you're like, geez, what are these blokes? Like, I thought these all that well, I still do. I think league footballers are. Uh, just supermen. A lot of them, they're yeah. so well prepared. They're so fit. They're so strong. Um, I thought, geez, am I going to be up to that kind of level? And I did a, I took a mark and a couple of kicks. And I was, as I said, on Byron Shammer, and he was playing for Freo at the time. Yeah, still. yeah. Yep. And I thought, geez, yeah, yeah, I might be able to, um, might be able to make a bit of a a career out of this. And um, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, and your next league game wasn't until round fifteen that year. Did you just get? Dropped after the one game? Nah, so I tore – we had a bye, I think, the next week, so we trained pretty hard in the week off. Yeah. And um, 
on the next Friday, nah, it would have been Wednesday night, I kicked the goal and I tore my quad. So I tore it pretty badly. I think I missed, yeah, I missed, right. what's that, seven seven or eight weeks. Yeah. Um, so after my first game, they were pretty happy. Yeah, I was um, going to say, on paper alone, which isn't everything, 20 disposals. Yeah, and then they br- they put me straight back in. Yeah. That was it. So I missed played one game, missed two months, and they put me straight back in. I think it was against Swannies up in Dampier. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That's a good memory by you. Yeah, I remember it, it well was. because yep. um, I remember itching to get on the flight. I was like, geez, we get away, get a bit of a um, yeah, a bit of a trip. And it ended up being the game where uh, Brett Wolfenden kicked Zach Clark and then Paddy Travers King hit him. Oh, really? And he got six weeks. Yeah. Wow. Wolfenden um, broke his cheekbone. Yeah. Obviously, another Swannies connection there. And, um, <laughs> Were you playing on Wolfenden that day? No, I can't remember. Hey, was, you were playing wing, obviously. I was playing a bit of halfback and wing. Oh, halfback yeah, as well. Yeah, it was probably the wrong, in hindsight, it's probably the wrong decision for them to pick me for that game because I cramped. I had a full body cramp. Oh, okay. I thought I you were going to say wrong decision because you are playing halfback. No, nah, well, that, was a, that wasn't the right decision because <laughs> I, I was floating forward anyway. But... um. <laughs> I got a full body cramp and I think I came off early into the last and I couldn't couldn't function, so I couldn't come back on. And then they, they weren't too happy when I was drinking beers on the plane back. But, but, it didn't uh, stop you. I was rehydrated. <laughs> um, interesting to note as well from your first game of league footy, you recorded a hit out. Just thought I'd mention that. I, think, I, I thought you'd be pretty happy with that being known. Well, back in those third days. Third man up. You could do third man yeah, up. So when all, I was playing, you're all over it. When you? I was playing on the wing, that was our game plan. Yeah, okay. If you played on the wing, you'd um, you'd have a bit of a license to. And how was your ruck craft? Oh, fairly good. <laughs> I um, I used to put it down blokes' throats, but uh, unfortunately, I think they brought that rule in because of me, because I was just um, launching into ruckman. <laughs> Couple of corkies for a few. Well, I was launching into them and just putting it on the midfielder's platter, and they thought it was a bit oh, unfair. No. I don't know how how many do I have in my career. I would have had thirty odd. Oh, no, I haven't checked that minimum. I just <laughs> I'll have to go back on that. And there let you go. Know. Well, there you didn't do your research <laughs> yeah, very well. Sorry, did you? mate. Here I am thinking I'd be a good bloke and let you know that you recorded a hit out in well, your I first still, game, and you're giving me a hard time. Well, funnily enough, I still do a bit of ruck work now. Do you? Yeah, the Avon. Yeah, we, yeah up well, when it's when yeah. it's up forward and. Yeah, the big, okay. the big fella's too too tired to get into the forward line. Yeah, I'll put my hand up and uh, and probably try and take it out of the ruck and kick yeah, the try kick snag. Do okay. the do the Jackie Chan, the Daniel Wells out of midair. <laughs> a couple of them. Oh, I'm not surprised either. So you came back in, yeah, for three more games later that year. So you looked to have played some decent footy, but after those three games, you were out of the team again. So did you get dropped that time? Yeah, I got or dropped that time. Yeah, okay, because because um, the club the club had a finals campaign, which you. Because you yeah. came back late in the year, yeah. Then the club had a finals campaign, which very happily for myself ended ended here. Ended here but yeah, you did. didn't play in those games, so you got dropped. How nah. did you? How did you take that? Uh, I wasn't too upset. I knew that I wasn't. I wasn't right with my quad. Like it wasn't. Yeah, okay. yeah. I wasn't ready to go. Like I, when I got into the team, I was fit as a fiddle. Um, I was seized, like seasons was my first game, but I was you know footy hardened I suppose and then I missed that big chunk and I just got too far behind physically but that's the year I I was was still playing some decent footy um, but just not probably not enough to to keep my spot and not not enough to get back in so you were aware yeah like I shouldn't have been yeah, yeah, and playing in a pretty good side too. Well, yeah, we I think should we, be we played. We won a couple of they won a couple of finals, I think, yeah. or at least one. And, and then, then um, they were in a prelim, yeah. wasn't it out here? It was, yeah, here. Yeah, so I think we um, we won before that, 
the resis. We had both teams here. Yeah. And um, yeah, we stuck around and watched that, and it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't pleasant. Well, it didn't end up pleasant, no. But no, but that's always the East Perth Swans games are always fantastic. Yeah, because you get such a passionate supporter base. Two passionate supporter bases together. Yeah, they get big crowds because both of them are very well supported, um, and the, the atmosphere was always yeah quite oh. quite interesting or yeah it quite was. quite quite good. It was like that compared day. to a waffle. Yeah, I think that was ten thousand or something yeah. here that day. It so was, it was unbelievable. It was pumping. Yeah. yeah. So all those games are uh, yeah were great to be a part of. Yeah. All right. So that's your sort of first taste of league footy in twenty ten out of the way and um, getting through that. So when when you have a look at your career, two thousand and eleven was the breakout for you when it came to league footy. Did you? Did you change much or do much different between the end of 2010 and the start of 2011 or was it more so just doing another pre-season and then getting an opportunity? Yeah, it was just another pre-season really. We were already training and working pretty hard. Yeah. Um, so I was a bit older, a bit more mature, a bit stronger, a bit fitter. Um, as you know, the more pre-seasons you do, it just kind of starts clicking with the yep. fitness and everything. Um, so, yeah, it was ready to go. Started on the wing. Um, yeah, you played round one. And held one. your spot for the entire year. It was round one here. Um, obviously, we we're versing the reigning premiers, which was um, yeah Swan Districts yep. here at Bazo. And I remember we yeah we were pretty fired up for that, knowing that um, there's going to be a big challenge round one. And um, yeah, I was playing on. I used to tag, tag. I used to play on Tom Roach a bit. <laughs> I've never heard you and tag in the same. Yeah, sentence. I was for for some reason. They, they used to put me on blokes on the wing. And so I played on Tom Roach for a bit. And I used to follow – I followed him around. Yeah. Um, and he was quite fit and fast. Loosely followed him around. Well, and <laughs> when I say followed him around, I shook his hand at the start. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw him after I, the game. It's funny that you say that because I, I was do- doing a bit of research. I saw a video of you being interviewed by Tyson Beatty. And uh, you admitted that uh, you – didn't really go near your man and ran forward, and the coaches might not have been too happy about it. And I nearly, I nearly included it to play the the audio. Yeah, that might have been a bit of mayo. Um, <laughs> I always like, I would always do my job first. Okay. As much as I talk a bit of talk a bit of trash, pride yourself on still doing the job. Well, yeah, I used to try, man. Because that's how I, well, not how I got in the team, but how I, um, I suppose that's what kept me in the team initially. You know, playing on blokes. Was every team had a good winger, so you yeah. and they would take you to the footy. So followed them re- around for a bit, learnt a lot, and then um, won your own. Got, got started your own winning, yeah, by about the third quarter of my first tagging job, started winning my own footy, <laughs> and then that was that. Uh, yeah, very good. Um, and hey, if you're winning the footy, they're not winning the footy. That's what they say. Well, if I've got it, the, they used to complain that I wasn't getting enough tackles. Well, and I said I had the footy. So yeah. Well. What do you want me to do? Can't, give, give it to my can't tackle yourself. Give it can to you? my opponent. <laughs> and very rarely did you would you read in the paper about how many tackles someone had. You would always read possessions and goals. That's so true, not unless it was a record. Yes, exactly. Possessions yeah. and goals. And you were never about, breaking that record, no, were you? Smothers? No. <laughs> Forward pressure acts? No. Disposals? Yes. Goals? Yes. <laughs> and when you've got a name to suit, to boot. It helps. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, you played round one in 2011 and you held your spot for the entire year. So was it during that season that you felt comfortable at the level or did you always have the confidence and felt comfortable from the get-go and sort of knew that you'd be okay at the level? Uh, well, no, nah, as I said before, I was a bit uh, 
I wasn't completely sure because I remember watching these blokes when I was younger. You'd be then, like me, idolised. Yeah, and then seeing them and then training them with these blokes, um, like Michael Swan and Craig Wolf, like these blokes, they were big, big dogs to me. Yeah, and they, and they still are. I respect those yeah, blokes yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah. Like they're still they're still my heroes. Yeah, because of what I saw, what I used to see them go through, and even a bloke like Shane Barros, when I used to watch him, like these blokes are. Yeah, I used to put them on a pedestal. Yeah, like, yeah. these were blokes that would give their all for their footy clubs yep. and you'd see them get bashed and battered um and i just didn't think i'd well, i didn't not that i didn't think but i just didn't know whether i could compete at that level obviously i was never at their level for um i suppose the courage or um elite on-field kind of leadership like that they showed but i got to a stage where yeah i felt comfortable that i could con- at least contribute yeah at, at uh at league level yeah and, and you did that definitely. So that that year included the the Foxtel Cup, first year oh, of the Foxtel Cup, where you geez, played. That was good. You played three games, including including making it to the semi final, which was essentially the prelim, where you lost to the eventual winners of the tournament, Williams which are Williamstown. Yep. Yep. Um, what was that experience like? You got oh. to travel and play on AFL grounds and get a bit of air time, but at the same time, the comp from my memory was a bit of a like slightly irrelevant and essays like for example. First year, Samful's top five sides from the previous year declined participating. So what was your memory of that? Uh, I remember thinking, because I was just obviously getting started playing league footy, I thought it was fantastic. I loved it. Um, any chance to play more footy back then, I was loving it. Even when the games were midweek, so we wouldn't try, have to train, just play, which was good. <laughs> right up your alley. But, uh, oh, fantastic. And then uh, we got a trip to Darwin, went to versus the NT Thunder. Um, we beat them by a point. And then... When we went out, you didn't have to wear long pants and you could wear thongs to nightclubs. <laughs> and have beers. Wow, it was, it was magnificent. The climate <laughs> was great. Um, I think they put up a dollar sixty for us to win. So a couple of my mates might have had a bet, <laughs> might have had a bet on the Royals to win that night. Um, Kane Petter for kick five. The old Richmond Tigers. For who? For us. Oh, was he playing for he East Perth? He played for East Perth really? for, for half a year. Yeah, he was my roommate. On, oh, wow. the, on the trip, oh, wow. so um, they paired up an older bloke and a younger bloke. And how was that experience? Oh, mate, it was unreal. He was um, a bit of a different cat, but a good bloke, yeah. ripper bloke. He yeah. looked after all the young blokes. Um, yeah, he was good fun on the beers. And, um, yeah, he actually turned it on. He wound back the clock. I think he was one year out of the AFL. And he played close to 200 games. And he kicked a few bags, kicked a few goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a good player. Yeah, he was. And, um, yeah, he took a hang, kicked five. It was uh, it was a good day. Yep. We held on by a point. And then yep. we got to play Williamstown. Um, in the semi, yeah. Yeah, I've roomed with Payne, Stephen Payne. Yeah, great man. The great man. Um, and uh, we got done by 80 points. Will Minson. Yeah, you got absolutely pumped. Yeah, we did get belted. Will Minson elbowed me in the back. And I remember calling him a dog. Um, <laughs> there was nobody there. We played at, um, what's it called now? The one with the roof on. Oh, Marvel. Marvel. We played at Marvel <laughs> and you could hear yourself think there would have been 10 people there and actually had a I had an AC Good issue. deck though. Oh, a great deck. <laughs> I had an AC joint issue and I used to get jabbed before every game. So East Perth have organised the Williamstown doctor to jab it. And so I saw the needle go in and I saw the liquid go in, but I swear it was water or saline <laughs> or something. So they've actually sabotaged me. So I've ran out and it's killing me. It's apps like so. The Williamstown doctor stitched me up. <laughs> you still well. You going with? It. Yeah, well, I'm not happy about that. 
<laughs> and it hurt the whole game. I probably restricted me a bit. I think I still had 20. But it was a good experience. Yeah. No, it's good. And 2011 wasn't a great year for East Perth. A bit, nah. like, a bit like Swans that had a good year the year before, not so much the, the year after. But it was a good year for yourself. You averaged 22 disposals a game, which I'm sure you're probably already aware of. And you kicked six goals. But in a theme in my research, 10 behind. So yep. it could have been a lot more goals. I don't know what's going on there. But <clears throat> I understand at the end of that year, in the summer, you were invited to train with the Melbourne Demons. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. And how... How and when did that opportunity come about or when did you first hear about that? Uh, well, if you remember. Like, yeah, was I do it? remember. I got contacted by a bloke from Melbourne who did a bit of recruiting. I yep. think they'd um, obviously seen that I was fairly, still fairly young and I was getting some good numbers. I think he called me after a game in East Frio where I'd had 40-odd. I had 40 on the wing. I think exactly 40 and kicked a goal. No, I'm dead. That's yeah, I don't doubt it. And then from there, I um, had a few follow-ups um, with him. They nominated me for the state combine. Oh, yeah. So I think I had... How did you test? Well. Oh, yeah? So I trained hard. What was, I, your, was, what was your, the, I was off the beers. What was your best test? Uh, on the beat test. What, I got 14-8 I got on the beat test, so that was pretty happy with that, which I should have got because I was a running midfielder, yeah, yeah. wingman. Line-breaking. Line-breaking, dashing, um, attacking wingman. Yeah. With those behinds, so I think a lot of them were. <laughs> that's good. That's I've gotten you. Yeah, well, a lot because I was playing wing, um, our roles at East Perth were a little bit more defensive. So if I wanted to kick a goal, I'd have to float down and have pot shots from 60. Or 50. So that's what you're putting it down to. So I was, yeah, I was having shots from a long way out. Like okay. I wasn't, because I was still pretty slight back then, I wasn't taking grabs and set shots from 30 out. Like they were they were from a distance. Okay. But um, nah, the, the testing was all, uh, yeah, it was all all good fun. Yeah. Um, so you did you have interest from more than one club then? Because normally uh, to get invited to yeah. the state combine. Well, I think I think I had two or three. Did any others besides Melbourne reach out to you? West Coast. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there was a bit of interest there. They came watch me train when yeah. I was at um, when I was at Melbourne. Yeah. Who did you support growing up, by the way? Uh, Geelong. So I was a Geelong supporter. Bandwagon. Oh, uh, bandwagon. Yeah. I've got a photo, a very famous photo of Gary Ablett. Okay. It's on my Facebook. <laughs> I'm I, saying this I posted every time Geelong win. <laughs> um, yeah. Across all social media. All social again. media. <laughs> I've quietened down a bit on the socials, actually. Oh, um, I'm not sure about that. But yeah, anyway, we'll get to that. But yeah, go on. Go uh, on. Nah, it was, yeah, it was a, a fantastic experience. Yeah. Um, getting to do those tests. Um, I remember sitting next to Corey Delelio. Um, oh, yeah. We're doing like a, oh God knows, it was about a hundred question test, a bit of a psych test. Really? Yeah, in this thing. And we're looking at it. And one of the questions was, um, uh, so that's kind of true or false kind of answers. And strong, or strongly agree, agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, From a scale one of five of them, to well, one. Yeah, the scale. Was, and the question was, uh, you go to a party, are you the life of the party? And he's looking at me and I was looking at him. And we're both going, what What do they want us to say? You're, you're, you're not a five, you're a seven well, on that scale. Well, I think I ticked a three. I just <laughs> like middle of the line. I thought that'll fool them. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, no, there was just an interesting kind of a 
yeah. kind of a set of questions, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And, and when did you actually get to train with the Ds? And how uh, long? And how long for? If well, you back remember? then the main draft and the rookie draft were three or four weeks apart. apart yeah. So after the main draft, I got on a plane. They called me up straight after the main draft. Said, "Come train for a month, and we'll see how you go." For a month. That's yeah, a fair so I was, I th- it might have been, it wasn't a full month, it was probably three and a half weeks. I think yeah. was the yeah, difference. Okay. And then, um, so I was on the plane that night, so pretty pretty much out of the blue. Um, and I remember I had a bit of an, I had a I had a knee injury, so I hadn't been doing much training. Yeah. And they said, "Are you fit? Are you ready to go? Have you been training?" I said, "Yeah, bloody oath, I have." Naturally, yeah. I was yeah. like, "Yep, ready to go, all good." Then we, um, I stayed in the, at the Crown Plaza for two nights, and then um, by yourself. Uh, I was with another bloke from Adelaide in the Sandful. Um, he was about my age. Yeah. Um, he's a good fella. Yeah. And we, um, yeah, we hung out for a couple of days. And then we went, we both moved into the Viney's house. Todd, oh, yeah. Todd Viney um, obviously owned, owned a place in Hawthorne. Yeah. Um, and he had a little granny flat out the back. And I stayed in that. And the other bloke stayed in a room in the house. And um, obviously Jack was there. Uh, he was 15 years old at the time, but he was still doing stuff at the clubs so on the weekends. It was only three weekends, but we would go into the club and do stuff together. Like yeah. I was doing a bit of recovery and he'd do his recovery because he was playing school footy or yeah. or training, maybe not playing, but he was getting ready to, to play some school footy. And um, yeah, it was a wonderful experience. Yeah. And um, how did you fight? Did you do a full training load while you were there? Like, did you do yeah, full so training or they jumped, hold you back a bit? No, we jumped straight in. Oh, when I say straight in, I think we had a bit of a maybe the first session we did a bit less. Yeah, and then the, from from the second session we jump in there and um, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Like a bit, it'd be yeah, we wouldn't really because I was coming from East Perth where we used to train so hard where it wasn't that much of a difference yeah. in terms of training okay. intensity, but they used to spread it out over a bit longer as well, which was a bit bit interesting. So we do you do a a three-hour training session, which we're kind of used to. And then we do a two-hour weight session and then yoga and then swimming. Like it was all just – because it was pre-season, you're there there from 7.30 to 5 o'clock. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was a real eye-opener to how hard these blokes work Mm. over such a long time. So we'd go into the club at East Perth and be there for two or three hours, work our butts off and leave because you have to get off at work. But these guys, yeah, it was unreal. They'd have meetings – they shared the their facilities with Melbourne Victory and the Melbourne Storm, so we'd have a shared like bike area. And Harry Kuehl was on the bike next to me one day. G'day, Harry, how are you? <laughs> he goes, "Hello," you know, in his pommy accent. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just it was a bit of a blur, really. Like yeah. he's just looking around. Billy Slater would walk past, like stuff like that. It's just yeah, so it's you just got, you got another, f- another planet. Got the full experience, which yeah, which no, is was, good. Yeah, I um, used to hang out with Brent Maloney. Oh yeah. Because one of the East Perth blokes used to play with him when he was younger. So yeah, he okay. sort of called him up and said, yeah, look after Freddie. Yeah, beautiful. And, um, yeah, and that was – yeah, it was great. Yeah. They, I don't think they won a game for about four years, Melbourne. <laughs> Bit but, of so that's why I ended up there. <laughs> that's why, did, yeah. did, uh, during that training block or at the end of that time, did you think you were a good chance of getting picked up? I thought I was a good chance of getting picked up. Um, but there was a few concerns about – they said my power. So in terms of you're 20 years old, are you going to be ready to play round one and compete with AFL bodies? And my kind of thinking was, well, no, because I've never been 
in an AFL kind of system. So we used to train hard at East Perth, but we'd do lots of running and do a little bit of weights. But yeah. But I wasn't doing four weight sessions a week. Yeah. And but then, you, you can't either. Well, exactly. Like I was studying full time. I had a job at Rebel Sport. So I was doing what I could. Um, but it's just a different – I wasn't getting looked after eight hours a day. Yeah. We had good fitness blokes at East Perth. Um, amazing. They helped me so much. But it was just, it's just a different level. It's yeah. a different planet. Like yeah. I just didn't get an opportunity to, to kind of build that. But, um, yeah, that, that, that was that. Yeah. And did that experience, uh, even though you didn't get picked up, did that give you any more motivation or hunger, like when you went back to try oh, and get to AFL or not really? Not really. It wasn't in the forefront of my mind. But I used to, yeah, worked as hard as I did before I left and trained as hard. And um, I never really went out there playing thinking, oh, sh- sugar, I've got to do more to get drafted. Yeah. Um, I just kept doing what I was doing and evidently that wasn't good enough. Yeah. <laughs> so Close. So, so that's that. But yeah. um, I, I, I couldn't have done any more in terms of that. So I'll always, um, I'll always be happy with the fact I had a crack and got yeah. to go over there and um, – did my very best and there's nothing I'll do differently. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. And when Melbourne have a good win, I always tell people I was a past player <laughs> at the Melbourne Footy Club. <laughs> I had 30 in an intra club. <laughs> and I chopped up, what was his name? So, I don't know if it's who I'm thinking, but nah, there's something not, else we're going to Yeah, we'll get on. to that right. story. <laughs> no, I played on Brad Green for a bit. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he was old by then, but I was showing him a clean period. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your claim. Um so now this this would normally be included in the dirt on the guest segment, but I'm since we're on the topic, I want to bring it up now. There's a famous story which has been told multiple times by yourself, um, and it's around the time you fought, and in your words, took down Nathan Jones. That happened. And it's a true story. <laughs> so what 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 was the go there? We're doing a no tackling drill, <laughs> yeah. and I tackled him. <laughs> so that's how it started. What? Uh, I was, not that I forgot, but, you know, I was trying to impress. It was like yeah. a bit of a keepy off, you know, handballing. Um, you know, I was putting a bit of pressure on and I was charging at him and he kind of had the ball and he didn't get rid of it. So I was like, well, in a game, you'd get tackled. So I just kind of chopped at his arm and kind of followed through, tackled him. And it kind of didn't stuff the drill up. I was just going harder than a lot of those blokes were. They were pretty comfortable. Yeah, and I was trying to impress. I probably I, it was my fault. I shouldn't have tackled him to ground, and I landed on top of him as well. So <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't stoked, and I went to get up, and he kind of grabbed my shirt, or grabbed my jumper, and he goes, he said something like, "Don't ever, blah blah blah, do that to me again," or something. And I said, "Yeah, no worries," um, knowing that I'd probably done the wrong thing. And I went to get up, and he pulled me back down by the shirt. And I thought, oh, God. Then I went to get up again and did it again. Like, he just wouldn't let me go. So I've just put my forearm out to kind of get him off me. And it's gone straight through his throat (laughs) firmly. (laughs) And he let me go. And that was that. (laughs) And I don't think we spoke for the next three weeks. So you took the points. Well, I won. (laughs) I punched him in the throat. and Firmly. Well, I suppose he won. He played three in the game. But, <laughs> but you had 30 in an inch club. I had 30 in an inch club. And he, and he didn't play in the flag. So it's funny how things work. That, that Some would say that's football karma. Oh, no. 
He's not I wouldn't say that. City. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I, but people would. Some would. I wouldn't say that. Okay. Because he was a champion player for that footy club. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, I. You know, I was. Um. I was and everyone was rooting for him to to play in that in that premiership. Yeah. yeah. But to be fair, if he plays, they probably don't win. So. <laughs> Because the bomb was turning on in that first half. I thought you were coming back then and then you just doubled down. Uh, no, nah, that's just <laughs> yeah. the truth. Yeah. Um, I like that too. But, yeah, I always wanted to hear about that, so I'm glad we got that out of the way. Um, all right, so from 2012 to 2014, you virtually played every game like you're a regular um, player at league, at league level at East Perth. You established yourself in the competition as a wingman. And you also tasted and experienced a fair bit of finals over this period of time. Your first taste was the semi-final in 2012, which was a loss to East Fremantle. Yeah, I remember that. Despite the loss, what was playing in your first final lot? Did no, the intensity lift? Were yeah. you more nervous? No, it was. It was a pretty intense uh, situation. By then, I'd had, a, I'd had a hernia, so I wasn't training much. So I didn't train at all, pretty much, for the back half of that year. Because I think I went when I got back from Melbourne, like I went a bit hard. Like I tried to train a bit. When I said I didn't change anything, I think I trained a bit more. Yeah. Um, you know, an extra session here and there, and it got to the stage where I just wore my body down. Um, yeah, and I needed a hernia up. Um, but we that game was yeah we're never really in it. I nah, don't think. it's a decent margin in the end. Yeah, we're never really in it. I was playing half forward by then because I couldn't run um, all day the whole game and. Yeah, it was a pretty disappointing way to, to end the year, but there was positive signs compared to the year before because we were all near the year before. Mm. So we're on the way up. Yeah. Um, and we had a good group of young blokes, um, blokes that I played Colts with. We we played in a prelim in my Colts year. So we had some good players. And, um, yeah, we, we were on the way up. So yeah. it wasn't all bad. Yeah, and that, and that showed because the – the club then went up a level again, as you said, on the way up over the next couple of years, making two grand finals in a row in, in 2013 and 14. Now, before we talk about those those experiences, I didn't realise until doing some research that you didn't play in the GF in 2013. Was there no. a story behind that? Yeah. So what happened was we versed Claremont out at Claremont. Yep. And they were... And smashed them too. They were the bee's knees. They won 17 out of 20 in the home and away season. Um and they were a good footy side. They won grand finals, I think, either side of – or Subi might have won them after, but they were really good back then. They'd won a few before that uh, and made the grand final, um, obviously, in 2010 as well. But, yeah, so we uh, was we built ourselves up hugely for that game. That was probably the best win I've ever been involved in um, as a player, oh, besides the one out here. Yeah, which we'll get to. Which we'd better get to. <laughs> um, but – I kicked the goal. You kicked two. The, I kicked two. Yeah. I kicked the goal in the last quarter. Um, some say I did my hammy in a celebration afterwards. <laughs> and then some say I did my hammy at the next centre bounce. I was in the CBD. I went to soccer ball off the ground. I got a shove in the back and I felt my hammy or felt something go. And my leg went like numb. So I didn't really know what had happened. But I come straight off. Um yeah, I knew I was probably in a bit of strife. And then I we got a scan on the Monday. Physio called me up, said, look, it's a two-centimetre tear um, in your hamstring. You should be okay. You'll be right to play. And I said, beautiful. I said, that's fantastic. I'll rehab it this week. I'll be good to go Sunday. We'll, um, I get to play in the grand final. 
Um, get to play against West Perth, which I hated. I still hate them. Um, but he called me back two hours later and he's like, yeah, so you've got a two and a half centimetre tear in your hammy, but there's also a, there's also like a six centimetre tear in the tendon. Oh, no. And I said, oh, you couldn't have, you didn't see that the first time. <laughs> yeah, what's going and on he there? he goes, nah, we missed that one. I said, oh, well, that, he goes, oh, so you know, I'm no chance. He said, no, nah, no chance. Fuck. So then I, um, well, Brian Dawson was the, was the coach. By out, then? By then. So he was obviously the Swans Premiership coach. Bit, bit more Swans sports, a bit more sports science into the mix. Probably. Yeah, but I was no chance. We were looking at ways. Craig Wolf was wanting me to go and get um, some calf blood or something injected into the hamstring to play. Um, it was Swanee's last. We knew it was going to be Swanee's last Michael game. Swan. Yep. So we were all, I was so keen to play, but I was no chance. It was a 12-week injury. Yeah. Um, so that was that. Dors wanted to name me, so no one knew I wasn't playing. So I rocked up to the ground with my bag and everything. Um, yeah, it was a tough, it was a tough old watch because we got bullied from the first bounce. Yeah. Um, did, and did, Painey was they were getting stuck in a Painey, and we both played on either wing. Yeah. And I remember I'd always look after him because. <laughs> He would just go about his business. He's a quiet country boy. Yeah. And they'd always get stuck in. Well, him. he's quiet when he's not on the beers. That is true. <laughs> yeah. you, once he gets on the beers, you can't <laughs> shut him up. And that, and he likes to sing a few songs yeah. on the karaoke. Yeah. But um, I remember watching it because I watched it with Mossy, Gary Moss, because he was injured as well. He'd done his, done his knee. or No, he'd hurt his hand that year. He didn't play in the next one because he hurt his knee. Yeah. Um, we watched it together and it was, yeah, it was pretty sad. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the game was going by the scores. The game was still there in that three-quarter time. Yeah, it was well, It was a close game. We, I think we went in pretty much heavy favourites yeah, after right. smacking Claremont because we oh, yeah, did course. a number on them the yeah, week before. You smashed them. And I think West Perth had just beaten them yeah, you okay. know, in the first week. Yep. So West Perth had beaten them by a goal or two or whatever. And then we beat them by 14 goals or 12 yeah, goals. Yeah. So we were, we were pretty heavy favourites. And it pissed down with rain. Yep. We had... Big forwards who took big marks and, um, yeah, the conditions, yeah, didn't suit us and, yeah, it was just a shamozzle. Mm. So we got rolled and, yeah, it was, just, it was a sad old day. Yeah. Well, the next year you got your opportunity to play in the GF, um, yep. 2014. Um, so despite the result, what was it like actually playing in a Waffle oh, Grand Final at Subi Oval? Yeah, it was outrageous. It was so much fun. Um, How did you feel? Oh, going into a grand yeah, final. Yeah, I think I said I didn't get nervous. I was a bit nervous before that. Yeah. Um, I was $15 in Simpson medal betting. <laughs> um, I was also $17, I think, for first goal. So I knew I was. <laughs> I knew that was a chance. <laughs> I remember Josh. Which one? Which one? <laughs> I remember Josh Smith. He was leading at me um, early in the game. I picked it up about half forward. And he had about five or six metres on his bloke. But then I remembered I was about six. You were not thinking. This. I was thinking, geez, I've had a little. I've had a little lick at myself. Nah, nah, I didn't. But <laughs> I remember, yeah. Once again, it rained, and um, by this, but I'm not sure we're going to talk about it later. But by this time of the alignment, we'd we, we had a, we had eleven and eleven, and. Ele- that that being eleven East Perth players, eleven West yeah. Coast listed players yeah. playing for East Perth, yeah. And for for a, a fair portion of those Eagles blokes, I don't think it was it was what definitely wasn't the biggest game that they would ever would have played in. And for eleven of us, it was pretty much the, the biggest game yeah. we, we would ever play in. So it was a bit of a difference. 
there and then Subi got in front and, um, yeah, we, we just couldn't catch him. And mm. evident, well, yeah. well, evidently Subi turned out to be a powerhouse. A powerhouse. And, um, but that was our chance. Yeah, we, we, we thought we should have, well, hindsight. So, yeah, I suppose it's not a wonderful thing, but we thought we were a red hot chance going in mm. and they jumped us and they bullied us again and yeah. yeah, they won. Mind you, the game was close at half time, but then, yeah, it looked like they kicked away in the third quarter. Yeah, they quarter kicked and away and, and we couldn't catch them. Um, yeah, because the margin wasn't massive, but. But, it was, but we were never really a chance <laughs> yeah, in that okay. last quarter. So, we were never going to catch them. So, was, do you reckon. 2014 or 2013 was more of a missed opportunity for the club. I know you only played in one yeah, of those, but for probably 2014. Um, well, we probably should have won both, to be honest. Yeah, but 2014 was more of a missed opportunity. If yeah. you look back in the, at, our, at our team for 2014, yeah, you know, there were some got, players um, in there. You know, Scott Lysett, Jamie Cripps, yeah, Pat McGinnity, yeah, um, Josh Hill, yeah. You look at those blokes, and then you look at Paul Johnson, Josh Smith. Um, Craig Wolf, yep. Cole Anderson, Payne, those blokes, Brendan Lee. <sighs> yeah, they were both. They were, well, that's one one regret I have in my life is probably that day. Yeah, okay. Not, Tough not, one. Not much. Not much. I, well, not much you can do about it now, but yeah, I wish it, wish it had gone the other way. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Tough one. Haven't experienced it myself, but no doubt it's a tough one. Um all right, we've we've mentioned the alignment a few times. Let's talk about the let's talk about that, which was the alignment between East Perth and the West Coast Eagles, which also tied into your move to the Black Ducks. Yep. Uh, the alignment started in 2013. Yep. Um, we'll talk about the part it played in your move, but going back to when it was announced, were you worried? Do you remember? Worried, was it something worried, that worried yeah, you? Worried, oh, yeah, but worried not because I wasn't going to get a game because I still got a game every week. <laughs> but worried because I started losing a lot of mates. Yeah. Like, so there's blokes I played a lot of footy with, um, well, that had been playing a lot of resis footy, so yep. doing their apprenticeship, and they were never going to get a chance. So they left. So we started losing 10 blokes a year um, that had played – Bit of league footy, bit of resi's footy, and these were good blokes, good club blokes, that would have got a chance to play a lot of league footy at East Perth, but mm. they had to leave because they couldn't. Yeah. So that was it. Started, I suppose it started decimating the club from the inside, and that was the frustrating thing. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And once the the dust settled, I suppose, and you got on with things and started playing in 2013, did you did you see it? as something that was potentially well, able to work at all? Or? Well, 2013 was uh, was different because we had um, – Mikhail was still our coach yeah. then and we only had a f- couple of West Coast blokes. So we'd had Lysett. Um, who else did we have? Zach Clark. So these blokes were all from – So what you – A lot of blokes from – oh, no, so Zach Clark had left and yeah. Lysett had come. Sorry. Yeah. We had Zach Clark the year before. So we had a few West Coast blokes. So they hadn't done the full-blown alignment where we got all the players yet. Okay. So just the new players that came in yeah, right. had come to us. Yeah. So um, Kane Lucas, Kyle Morton, like those blokes had come in. And, yeah, we were still, it was still basically an East Perth-run footy club. So we weren't – they weren't under the hammer from yeah. anyone. Well, they were a little bit. So little things started happening. So – Blokes could play on the wing. So Carl Morton could play on the wing. They'd put me at half forward. Stuff like that. Little things like that started happening and creeping in. 
And then so Carl Morton can play, they'll drop another bloke who – an East Perth bloke that should have been playing league footy. Um, maybe not in front of Kale, but in front of another West Coast bloke that was playing. Yeah. So little things, tiny things like that started yep. happening in 2013. But it wasn't anything to rock the club or yep. – it was still a very much an East Perth footy club. So when, when did that shift? When did it become more full-blown? 2014 okay. when Dawes ca- uh, came in. Uh, so Mikhail left and then we had every eagle. Every single eagle that didn't play – would play for East Perth, and but there was there was was there a cap on how many you could play in a given uh, week? I don't think so. Okay, not at that stage. I think they brought well, they might have brought one in a bit later, yep. but yep. we some weeks we'd have twelve, some weeks we'd have four. You know, so it was changing our side um, a fair bit from mm. week to week, mm. and we were under the pump. Well, we. Yeah, East Perth was under the pump to play these Eagles blokes where West Coast wanted them to play. It's because they wanted them to develop. Yep. Um, so they would take the spot of somebody that should be playing and then take the position of someone that should be playing there. Yep. And it was not for any benefit other than the West Coast Eagles. Yep. The East, East Perth was East Perth by name only. Mm-hmm. Like they were under the pump. Like I suppose, I don't know, all the intricate oh, – intricacies of it but Dorse would have to push back against Eagles blokes to get his way at match committee mm-hmm. um, so it wouldn't always roll out how exactly how the Eagles wanted it because Dorse would still pitch a bit for, for East Perth yeah, yeah. which was good which they needed but then after I left it went even worse got even worse went downhill um, as I said before they still haven't recovered on field they've been a shambles for well, years. not until this year. Anyway. Until this year, so it's yeah. taken taken a decade. Yeah, because they would have lost. They they lose. Blo- they would have lost. They lose blokes that no one's ever heard of because they should have been playing league footy. Yeah, but they go play country footy. They go play ammo footy. These blokes that were 19, 20, 21 during those years, when there's only eight East Perth blokes playing, and you've got Paul Johnson, Josh Smith, Brendan Lee. Stephen Payne, Kyle Anderson, Jared Oakley Nichols, those blokes. None of those blokes are going to get a game in front of them. So yeah. they think, what's the point? Yeah. Then they leave. Yeah. And then it's. And you can't, and you can't knock them. You can't replace. Yeah, well, exactly. And then you can't replace. Like, then the alignment goes. You've lost 10 blokes every year for the last five years who could have been playing league footy. Yeah. And it's just a shambles. Yeah. And you're trying to. You're, you're chasing tail, essentially. As you know, you need depth. You need blokes who are going to play resis footy. Absolutely. Play league footy, yeah. push up for spots. Yeah, it just wasn't happening. Yeah. Um. So you you after that year twenty fourteen when you made the grand final, you obviously stuck around in twenty fifteen. You played up until round thirteen of that year, uh, and then you came back in for one game. In, this is twenty fifteen. Then you came back for one game in round twenty three before yep. missing the finals campaign for the club, which ended in a prelim final. Was that what was that? Yeah. So what I, was I missing tore, those games? Oh, okay. Tore my groin. Um, then I came back in for one game and I got dropped after that. Um, so I came in for one game. Round 23. Yeah, so the, I think the plan was to try and get me get me up and going for the finals. Um, and then I got dropped after one game because um, I wasn't up and going and I wasn't in the best 10 probably East Perth blokes. Yeah. And that was fair enough. Yeah, like okay. I just wasn't going very well. And then um, I tore my hammy at training before East Perth played in the final that year. Um, and I tore my hammy at training, trying to get back in the team. Um, and that was – I think I played resis with a torn hammy um, that week. 
still trying to play and still trying to get up. I was a bit in denial, I suppose. I yeah, still, okay. I still wanted to be playing and I shouldn't have played. Yeah. And, yeah, I suppose I was a bit pissed off with everything and that's by that stage. But, yeah, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have definitely shouldn't have played in that in that final. Mm. I wasn't wasn't in any physical nick, um, either with injury or, or form. Or yeah. That one game I played was pretty ordinary. So. Yeah. So when did the th- when did the thought about shifting to a different club sort of become serious? Uh, well, that preseason, I was at East Perth, and it was only going to get worse because there was more and more West Coast blokes that were fit and coming up and getting better. Um, I had finished that year pretty much on the outer with my, due to my own injury and well form from one game so i knew i was a bit on the outer uh there was a couple of eagles blokes which i didn't get along with coaches um yeah because i would tell them that they had their own interests um at heart and to be fair but they were getting paid by west coast so they were pushing their agenda Mm. and here i was pushing my agenda and east perth's agenda because um, I'd seen what had happened in the last two years, all these blokes leaving, and I just thought, well, someone's got to say something. So I would say, <laughs> I'd say the odd thing, and they'd fire back. Well, they'd say stuff. Well, not say stuff, but they would make a point of after a game, they the Eagles blokes would be weighing their food and uh, drinking Powerades, and I'd have a sausage roll and a pie in front of me and <laughs> two empties, <laughs> and they would say something like, well, it looks like you're they'd insinuate that I didn't care about East Perth and about playing league footy. And it couldn't be further from the truth because mm. um, I would eat that crap and drink and then I'd be the first bloke on the track on Monday running um, with, I suppose, they were foot- full-time footballers. but And then a bloke that had six possessions would play the week after and, <laughs> and I'd had about 35 with skin folds of 60. <laughs> and... <laughs> That's what. That's literally what it was. They were yeah. backing blokes in because they were on their list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they sh- and they just about shouldn't have been. Yeah. And they were still getting the game. Yeah. And they would pick out little things like that. And while it's had literally nothing to do with how we were performing on the mm. weekend, mm. they were just yeah push as I said pushing their agenda, and I was trying to push mine. Yeah. So eventually got to a point where you thought I'll I'll uh, I'll make the move. So well, they, well, they put a full time uh, Eagles coach in as yeah. well. Dorse left. Yeah, okay. So they had a, a bloke's – the next coach was employed by West Coast. Yeah, okay. And he was there full-time. Yeah, right. So there was – the writing was on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you. It makes, it makes, makes complete well, sense I when you outline the, some of the things that happened. I wasn't the only one that said I was going to leave, by the way. Yeah. So there was other blokes that were like, yeah, we're going to stuff this. Um, and I thought, righto, well, I'll pull the trigger first, get the best offer. <laughs> Chase the big offer from Swannies, and was it always going to be Swans because you grew up nah, supporting him? Yeah, or? well, that's how initially the conversation started. Um, well, that's yeah, I love Swans. Somehow, uh, Stiffy had heard Greg Harding had heard that I was unhappy, and he called me. And I thought, well, if he's taking the time to call me, and taking the time to research or find out, and he's interested, um, I'd give him the time of day. Yeah. I'd sit down with him and have a chat with him. We went out for breakfast, I think. Um, I got the bacon and eggs. <laughs> Can't remember what he got. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but he he said all the right things. Yeah. Um, I was pretty pissed off at East Perth by then. Yeah. And this is a club which I, 
up to up until the alignment, I would do anything for that footy club. Yeah. I was there for ten years playing fifteens development squad. Um, I was doing footy clinics with them. I did some work with them. Like uh, they were my life. Like I was there six days a week. You know, ice bars and weight sessions and hanging around and did my work experience for uni there. I knew everybody. Um, I'd grown up there. And then it kind of just got completely disregarded for these people that have come in, taken over our footy club, and in my eyes they ran into the ground. Yeah. Sure enough, financially they were all good, but they sold their soul. Yeah. Sold the fabric of the footy club. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was a shambles. Yeah, yeah. So no, um, no interest from any other clubs or no thought of any other waffle club? Well, I didn't really shop myself around. Yeah, okay. um, Swans were the first ones that came to me. Um, and that was that. Like I said, yep, um, there was probably no other club I would play for. Yeah. Out of the out of the nine, I completely hated seven of them. <laughs> Swans were all right. But East Perth was – in my eyes, I was going to play at East Perth until I – I couldn't walk. Yeah. So I was there for until I yeah until they got rid of me. Yeah. And um, so it was a very tough decision. Like it was it was huge. All my mates, I was still at East Perth and they were still playing. Those eight blokes, or whatever I mentioned before. Um, yeah. So it was pretty tough telling them. And tough. Um, tough. Tough decision to make. Mm. But in the end, I'm I was happy with the decision I made because I did the right thing by myself. Yeah. And by by my, I suppose my my morals, like my values, like I was I wasn't happy with what had happened at that footy club, mm. and um, turns out proof was in the pudding. Yeah, like they, as I've said numerous times, they <laughs> they were just not winning any games of footy mm. with the alignment, and then it's taken them years to recover. It's good to see them going a bit better now. Yeah. Um, and I was back there the other day presenting a jumper. And it was a t- completely different feeling to the last time I was there. I felt welcome. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure everyone welcome uh, is happy enough to see me there. But, um, yeah, it was good. I saw a few familiar faces, a few, few people I knew. And I still knew a couple of the blokes playing. And, yeah, it was pleasant. And I'll go back there in the future. Yeah. But there's probably still people there that made those decisions. Yeah, okay. Um, and I get along all right with them, but they never had the interest of any of us, any of us individuals, any of the players at heart. Yeah. And the players are the people that drive these waffle clubs. Yeah, of course. They don't do it for money. They don't do it for um, for anyone else but the club and the supporters. Like they could go make more money playing country footy, tra- yeah. training once a week. Yeah. But they don't. Yeah. And then we weren't consulted. We weren't approached. We've, I read about it on the back page of the paper. Um, so it was just a, a, a dominoes, lots of little things. Yeah. You can and see now, why you, you ended up making the move. Well, and to be fair, I've won more finals off my own boot since than they have. <laughs> so you do the maths. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Got that. Um, and did I read right that going into your first season at Swans, you weren't allowed to do pre-season? For a yeah, they wouldn't, let, they wouldn't let me train. So that was East Perth were able to do that. So East Perth were blueing with Swans about the transfer fee. Yeah, right. Um, Need to the, get smarty on about that. And the clearance, because um, Swans didn't want to pay any money for me, and I'd come for, for the for the clearance. Well, that Match, was, matchy's different story. Well, 
Ryan Crowley had just gone to Essendon. <laughs> so there was a bit of cash floating around because they'd signed Ryan Crowley. Yeah. I didn't get any of it, but there was a, there was some around. <laughs> now, because what it, I think there's a thing in the waffle where if you come top three in the BNF, you have to you can be, be a certain amount of money, and I come fourth three years in a row at East Perth. So that I fell under a, a different category. Um, so they East Perth were trying to charge ten grand, which was top three, and Swans were like, "Well, he's never finished top three in a BNF. How can you charge us ten ten yeah, grand?" Yeah, yeah. So they were fighting over that. Um, so I couldn't train. Uh, my I, that hernia. So I ended up having that hernia up in 2012, whenever it is. We used to flare up every now and then, so mm. I couldn't train. I didn't train much that preseason anyway because that was kind of flaring up, and I had a few issues. But um, yeah, eventually I got down to train here, and um, yeah, it was completely different to to a, yeah situation when you've been a trained at Leadville Oval for the la- best part of 12 years. And then you come down to the Black Ducks again. Well, hadn't really been around the club much uh, apart from being a, an away player. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, it was, it was certainly an interesting time. Good first impressions? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I um, I remember the first the first night I was down here, um, Stiffy introduced me to everyone and Simo was here, Justin Simpson, and we'd um, – Oh, there wouldn't have been a game that we played against Swans where we didn't call each other names and try and hit. Well, I think he headbutted me once. <laughs> um, and I would punch him in the back when he wasn't looking. <laughs> and, yeah, we ended up being pretty good mates actually yeah. because, yeah, we were just similar ages and we played played against each other a lot. So there was, I think there was a bit of a mutual respect there. But, yeah, um, yeah no, it was, it was interesting. And, yeah, as soon as I got here, I was happy. with my, Everyone made me feel welcome. Mm. Um we had a horrible year. I think we won two games. Yeah, bottom of the ladder. We got the spoon. But and then East Perth did a number on us out here as well. Yeah. And the players and the runner, um, and everyone was just abusing me nonstop. And it um didn't bother me one bit because yeah, I pl- I, I played better when people abused me. Yeah. So um yeah. I I I loved it. So that was it. And we lost the game, but um yeah, no, it was a good day. I had I had twenty five odd or something. So <laughs> we we might have lost, and it was pissing now with rain. Yeah, it was. It's was one of the uh, worst. Yeah, did I'm you play? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where well, you Ar- arrogant that you wouldn't remember that? But yeah, I played. Nah, yeah, well, yeah. where were you playing? Back pocket. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I didn't go down there much. I didn't go down. I didn't. No, use, I didn't no help side run. I didn't used to know the back six's name because I wouldn't go. Not even the likes of Talon Ames. Who you went? <laughs> Nah, I knew who, ta- to this I knew who Talon was because when we used to verse him, we used to say, who's that bloke that's spitting on himself when he's yelling? <laughs> we're like, we didn't – we're thinking, does he know that he spits like he dribbles oh, on himself? Yeah. But funnily enough, we ended up becoming good mates as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. We're getting you, the footy trip. You, hey? Are we going to mention the footy trip? No, nah, we will now. We'll get, we'll, get, we'll get to that. All right. No, we'll get to it. So you obviously, like you said, you debuted round one first year, played the full year in 2016, but your time at Swans is a little bit topsy-turvy. Yeah. Played the full year in 2016. Then you are in and out of the side in 2017 between yep. reserves and league. But that year also culminated in your best moment for the club. Let's be honest, yep. at the end of the year. Um, before we mention that game, did you feel like you were playing good enough footy to be playing league throughout 2017 or what was going on? No, nah, well, initially I got dropped. Um 
I was playing average football. We were pretty good, actually. We were good. And I got dropped. Yeah, I shouldn't have been yeah. dropped. I don't think I should have been dropped. Um, so I thought, stuff them. I'll go out in the resis and I'll just rack it. And I had 45. I, rem- I actually remember this, yeah. Did you play that game? I think so, yeah. Well, it was 45 of the best touches you'd ever see. <laughs> and I remember thinking um, I'd be straight back in. But then I had uh, stuffed up my thumb um, and I had an operation. So I missed three months yeah. after that yeah. and that pretty much ended my season yeah, because, yeah. I, you know, once you miss that much footy, it's hard to come back. And that's the way I got fit by playing, not by playing footy, but that's how I stayed fit, you know, playing footy, battle hard and week after week. Um, and then missing that much footy just put me, put me, put me way behind the eight ball. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I was actually before, when I had that 45, yeah, I was humming. I was actually going really well. Yeah. Um, and then... Missed three months, came back in for a couple of games, I think, then went out. Um, yep, and then came back again. Well, I didn't get picked the week before that final. Um, obviously here. I'm not sure we're going to go into it. but we, Yeah. No, we will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, anyway, no, no. Talk talk about that. Talk well, yeah, about it. So you didn't get picked in the lead up? I didn't get picked the week before. And then I – but I, in my – firmly in my head, I was under the impression I was still the best wingman <laughs> in the comp. Like, that's what I thought. Yeah. And it turns out I probably was. But <laughs> what it – I just didn't – the ducks weren't aligning for me. Like, I'd missed three – Pardon the pardon pun. Pardon the pun. Yeah. I missed three months. <laughs> um, I was getting all these niggles because I missed so much footy and I was trying to catch up, you know, to get fit, to, to, to be able to compete at that level. Because that was one of my real strengths was my fitness and my running. Like, I could run lots. Um. And that would get blokes on the hop, you know, reading the play and, and running were my two things. And then, um, yeah, the week before I didn't get picked. And then Stiffy come up to me on the Thursday night before the final. And I was, as I said, I was thinking, geez, I, I hope I get picked because if I play, I'll, I'll be able to show. Like I was feeling all right. I was like, yep, I'll show everyone what, what I can do. And then, um, yeah, I got picked. And then, yeah, ended up being a good day for the club. Was it Amesy's what, two? Was his two yeah. hundredth or two fiftieth? Two fiftieth, two fiftieth. Yeah, oh, and it was his second last. Ended up being his second last game. Yeah, it was. And uh, I remember it was a huge day here. It was because it was a good got, crowd. He, I remember wanting to to play well for him because he was one of the blokes when I got here who was. Oh, I respected him before I got here, but he was so approachable, so energetic, so enthusiastic, so knowledgeable, so welcoming. Like he would speak to me, speak to every single person. You know, speak to the supporters, give his time for anybody. He was a great person, great footballer. So you wanted to do your best to, to, you know, pay tribute to him on that day as well. Yeah, and you did that. So elimination final against West Perth out here at Bassanine, like you said, you had 29 and kicked two, best on ground. Um, what was the feeling like doing that in the home final at Bassendine? It was good because the crowd was nuts. The crowd was nuts. Um, it was packed. I knew all my mates came to watch, um, which was good. Uh, I used to try a bit harder when they came because I'd always tell them after the game how good I played and they'd be like, they wouldn't believe me, so I'd try a bit harder. Uh, a Swans person before the game actually said something to me. A Swans supporter said something along the lines of, um, I hope you get a kick today because I don't know why you were picked or something like that, something along the like as I was warming up at three-quarter time. Yeah. Like how did you get picked after – and I thought, well, gee, that's a nice way to give your give your wingman some confidence yeah. before, <laughs> before yeah. a final. And I thought, stuff you, mate. I was like, I was already 
planning on trying to obviously play a big game for Amesy and being a final and everything. Because um, I think I was there wasn't there was a few older blokes in there, but apart from that, there wasn't many blokes that played much finals before. And no. I was thinking, yeah, well, I've I've kind of done this before. Like let's. Yeah, let's lead the way. Let's try and show what we can do. And I start on Aaron Black, um, obviously one of the best players the Waffles had in the last 10 years. And, yeah, things started working. Well, I didn't start on him, actually. I started on the bench. But I came on and he was on my wing. And, yeah, I got a smother early over near the cam bar. And I, that's something I normally wouldn't do. <laughs> so I thought, shit, I must be on now. <laughs> I, switched, I was like, what's going on? I did a couple of chases, even got a tackle. And I thought, God, you must be switched on. And it just everything everything I did, everything I did worked. And yeah. um, you don't have those days very often, but no. it, was just, it was a good day to have a good day. Yeah, no, it was a, and it was a great day for the club. Um, to round off your time at Swans, you broke into league side, play six straight games in 2018 and uh, also playing a bit of reserves. Then you played five reserves games in 2019 yep. before finishing up. Um, did you see the writing on the wall with how 2018 and not and the start of 19 had gone, or just decided to finish up because you weren't playing league footy, or didn't see yourself in the side for the coming years? Because like 28 going on 29 isn't that yeah. old to be retiring from waffle footy. Yeah, well, I thought I could still play. Um, sorry, I thought I could still play league footy, but. Uh, just my body started just letting me down. Um, the training loads was were getting to me, like I because I trained pretty hard for ten or so years, um, and every time I if I did three big sessions in a week, you know the Monday, the Tuesday, the Thursday, I would just I could struggle to get up. Like I'd do something, something would um, something would happen, and I'd get injured. And then in that 2019, I was playing for six weeks. I had a sore Achilles. Like, I just could not get rid of it. My Achilles was hurting. I think Burjo was the resi's coach. Mitch Burgess, yeah. Yeah. And I moved to half back by this stage just because – just to lessen the running. And I was kind of not running during these resi's games. And I still have 30. Um, <laughs> like, literally. Like, and Yeah, I remember. He was like – he'd come up to me and goes, like, you can't move. And I said, yeah, I know. Like, I just can't. He goes, you can't, like, sprint. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, we'll just put you at half back and just read the play and do the best you can. And I was playing these games, and I think it was a night game at FTEL. Um, I don't know. What's it called now? Um, FTEL. Yeah, it was FTEL. Where, the, where Perth play? Oh, Last min- uh, mineral, mineral resources. resources, yeah. So the league had played at two, and we were playing it. Oh, we played after them. Yeah. And it's six, seven, eight o'clock at night. It's cold. It's wet. My Achilles was just cooked. I couldn't move. Um, and I th- and I was running. I was running around thinking, "What am I doing? Like, what's the point in this? It's pointless." If, um, I had no doubt that I could still, if I could get fit and firing, I could still. I had no doubt I could get back in, but it was just such a big commitment to mm. to do that. I'd started teaching um, by then full time. Um, there was just other things, other priorities in my life yep. um, at that stage, and yeah, that was it. Like I just didn't have it. I didn't have the motivation or the drive. Yeah. If I, if it happened, like I got fit, I would have been fine. But I was working my ass off to get my Achilles right, and I couldn't get it right. Um, and that was it. I thought, nah. There we. There was lots of blokes missing out on a game as well at Swannies. We had heaps of blokes. And I was thinking, what what am I doing? I'm 28 or 29. 
there's young blokes here who are 19, straight out of Colts. They want to be here. They're, do, they're trying their asses off to get a game for Swans. And I'm just taking up a spot of somebody who could be, you know, the next talent aims. So why, why would I? Um, and that was that. Yep. I, sp- I spoke to Pickers during the week. I said, uh, don't know how I'm feeling, whatever. We had a buy. We had a buy. Or I might have missed a game. Then we had a buy. Um, my mates were all playing at Querity. <laughs> and I thought, they're like, yeah, come play down here. Um, come sit in a Ford pocket or whatever. So I did that. Achilles was still a bit sore, but I could still run, you know, could run around a bit a bit lesser pace, run, yep. run, run a bit less, have a good time. Played that game and I thought, yep, this is for me. Um, went and told Pickers that night or the Monday night. I said, yeah, I'm done. And he goes, oh, yeah, I probably shouldn't have let you play on the, we- <laughs> on the weekend. Yeah. And I said, well, yeah, maybe, but I'm glad you did because that's, that's what I want to do from now, you mm. know. And I did that, yep. So that was it. I was off. Yep. See you later. I put up an Instagram post. Couple of good photos. Um, <laughs> probably my most liked gram actually. Got close to five, or well, maybe five hundred plus. But um, yeah, that, and then that was it. I never, never said goodbye to anybody mm. like that. Just walked out. Yeah, clean my locker out, and then Fair see enough. you later. Yeah. And do you reflect on your time, your career? Satisfied with it? Yeah, I'm satisfied. Um, there's not like as I said, there was this. I there was not much more I could have done training wise. Like I worked my ass off to for for a lot of years to play league footy. Yeah. And if you had told um I suppose fifteen year old me that I would have played close to hundred and fifty games of waffle footy or fourteen year old me, the one who didn't make development squad, um, I would have taken that in a second. Yeah. Taken that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um and I was just, yeah, so happy um to play my first game and then be able to play a hundred games and then to, to contribute to that day here at Swans and, mm. and finish my career here and play four good years here. Um, yeah, I was very lucky, very fortunate to be able to play at two great clubs. And, oh, uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah, nothing I would change. Yep, and it was, it was yeah, it was a great career, so there's no reason you would. Um, all right, the next couple of things we'll talk about, there'll be things littered in which we would normally put into the dirt section, but I'll, I'll include them as we speak about these various topics because it, you know, it makes be, sense. It there makes wouldn't sense. be much dirt on me getting around, <laughs> I don't reckon. So if any of this is made up, I will leave the podcast okay. immediately. Okay. No I problem. will walk off no and there goes your most listened to <laughs> podcast because I'll start bagging but it. But that'll make for content. And yeah, then you might, and then it might get you back. Oh, it I'm might get you back because two. it might be. <laughs> and you love this sort of stuff. Anyway, so one thing I want to talk about is the management of your diet and skinfold throughout your career. Okay, yeah. so yep. I distinctly remember myself and yourself having a conversation pre-training one day, one night when we were doing the warm up. So before training out in the yep. oval, doing the warm up. And you were telling me about how you had to, and just for background here, I, I used to like you, idolise and follow the waffle a lot, right? And I used to think, for some reason, I used to think in 2010, 2011, 2012 range that you were had been playing for a lot longer than you had and that you were already established player and you were this like, superstar. Right? I was. So, so just <laughs> put that context in there. Um, so we're having this conversation. You're telling me about how, the fact that you had to negotiate with the nutritionist, I think, at East Perth maybe. 
about only having one roll of chocolate from a block of chocolate per day to try and improve your diet and that was the compromise the dietitian would make while you tried to improve on the other things that yeah. you included in your diet that they thought you could maybe do without. Yeah, so they used to, <laughs> I suppose it's kind of my kryptonite <laughs> is chocolate. So just chocolate. they though. would write me up a... Every year we'd go through the same thing. They'd write me up a new diet and it got to a stage where, so I'm having my, my 200 grams of meat, uh, a cup of pasta, a cup or two cups of veggies. Yeah. And then if I didn't um, mess up or stuff up during the day, I could have two rows. Oh, two, uh, two not one. Two. two rows of Cadbury chocolate. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, so I'd reward myself at the end of the day with – Start with two, start, <laughs> start with two, and then, um, well, when you're living with a house full of blokes, like the nutrition is not on the forefront of your mind. Like you'd look in our fridge, and there'd be two Powerades and forty-eight VBs. <laughs> um, so some nights for dinner we'd have marshmallows and paddle pops <laughs> because that's all there was. So that was the kind of that's the kind of ship I was running. Yeah, okay. even at. I don't know, 25. So I was still running that. It was an ongoing battle. Well, yeah. we uh, There was no no meal prep or any of that garbage. <laughs> we would just eat as we went. The, the guy down the road um, at the kebab shop, he'd see me coming and he knows me order. It was uh, Never changed. The chicken meat box with garlic and sour cream. <laughs> and he would um, he'd just start getting it ready. And I thanked him for it. <laughs> so we'd go there two, three, four times a week. I live with Ryan Mole Dennis, yeah. a very good footballer in his own right. Um, and he was the same, except his body shape was a lot different than mine. He was very muscly. Yeah. Um, so he he didn't take any ill effects of this of this diet. Well, like, and I did, but um, yeah, it's it's fair to say it was an always an ongoing battle. So, but at the same time, I was fat. Well, and you, if you looked at me, you wouldn't say I was fat, but you, I wasn't in a like a, I wasn't ripped. Yeah. But I'd still win, or not win. Payne would win the running, but I'd be in the top two or three at all the East Perth running. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, if you, I can run, you're ticking you, the boxes. Yeah. If you tick the boxes, who cares what you're eating? Who cares what yeah, I'm that's eating? Wrong. And the other one I remember is also getting snaps of you working at the stables. For, you're working yes. at stables for a long time and getting yep. snaps of your early morning pizzas for brekkie. I do distinctly remember oh, that. Oh, they also. were leftovers. We used to call up <laughs> Domino's on a Sunday night because, you know, that's cheat night <laughs> to go with the other six nights. <laughs> One day I called up Warwick. Um, Wilson? No. Oh. <laughs> Warwick, Domino's. Oh, Warwick Domino's. Warwick Domino's. And I put my order in and the lady goes, that'll be 35 pounds. And I said, what? <laughs> I said, since when did the currency change? <laughs> she goes, this is Warwick, England. I said, what? <laughs> so that was a bit of a schmozzle. Um, so I had to hang up and call up. Yeah. yeah Warwick, so, Warwick in, uh, in Perth. There was a bit of dominoes going on though. Sunday Fair night. bit of dominoes. That was yeah. our, a bit of our go-to on a Sunday night. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the horses were good as well. We used to walk a lot doing them. Um, at the stables, yeah. At the stables. So I used to get a lot of, yeah, look, we'd walk, sometimes we'd walk 10, 12, 14 k's in the morning. Guilt-free pizza. Yeah. So it was good for, it was probably good for my footy as well. You're getting a, a lot of extra k's in, but I prob- that probably contributed to a lot of my- Injuries. Injuries, because mm. I'd be doing 14 k's in the morning. 
then coming to training and doing 12 or 14 in the preseason. To be so cooking just, your body. Yeah. Just too much. Yeah, I just didn't re- I didn't realise it probably at the time that that was contributing. But when I looked back on it, I was like, well, you can't do 30Ks three days a week. Yeah. Um, just just doesn't – doesn't your body's not made for that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, I have in my notes a topic specifically dedicated to Twitter in which you are very active. <laughs> yeah. Very, very active. Wow. Um, Rightly so. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm correct, a lot of the early work revolved around reviews and updates on reality TV shows and Home and Away. Yep. Are you still an avid follower of these types of shows? Uh, love me, love me, Home and Away. Yeah. So that's uh, a nightly thing. My, yeah. my partner Alicia. Yeah. Um, shout out. Quick shout out. Love her. Um, <laughs> she doesn't love Home and Away. Right. So there is always a bit of bickering about what goes on the TV yeah. at that time of night. So I've told her to ship off and have her shower <laughs> at 7 to 7.30 if she doesn't like it because that's my time. Yeah. That's my time. Enjoy. I enjoy the bay. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's a it's not even a guilty pleasure because I'm not guilty about it. It's Australia's greatest running bloody soapy. So yeah. and, and, and those updates that you give, like they were – a lot of people would – Wait oh, and so follow the, them, the married, and maybe still do. The married at first sight, yeah, that's it, that's the big one, um, because there's a lot of halfwits on these shows, and people need, people just need a matter of fact view of things sometimes. Yeah. Um, so these aren't views that I'm concocting out of nowhere just for likes. I <laughs> think these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna say them. Dad used to always say Gogglebox would be a great show if he put if they put me and him on together. Yeah. Just a couple of normal blokes just telling it how it is. <laughs> and it would rate through the roof. They couldn't show it on TV before 10 p.m. <laughs> but if you stayed up for it, it would be worth it. We might have to tag them in the, in the post that let goes out for this pod. We'll let, let them know. know. We'll get in touch. We'll get in touch. Um, now, you would also go at anyone and everyone that you don't agree with on a topic or where you uh, felt like they needed to. So politicians, anything about politics, sporting opinions you don't agree with. The most recent one being going back at those supporting the Aussie cricket team in the Ashes. I must admit, a lot of my Twitter time is just enjoying and viewing the back and forth and the interactions that you get involved with. Um, would you back yourself in to say you've won more battles than you've lost on Twitter? 100%. Yeah. Um, people block me. Because they realise that I'm right. I was going to ask if you've lost any friends. I've lost. Oh, I wouldn't say friends. I've lost people that um, are too. I suppose what's the word? Sheltered or um, they're too. Uh, they're just not prepared to listen to p- other people's points of views. Yeah. They're a bit thin-skinned, you might say. Yeah. <laughs> so when I when I let rip with a with a fact, and back it up <laughs> with some opinion. Or the other way around. I don't know. <laughs> they don't like it. Yeah. And then they get on the defensive and go on the block. But it's not personal. Like, I'm not calling them. Oh, I call people the, uh, the odd name. Moron gets yeah, a fair run. Yeah, gets a lot. Moron gets a fair run. But that's just, that's how I see it. Um, I don't, it's not said in an overly offensive way. It's just I disagree with what they're saying. Yeah. And I'm just letting them know that um, there's an alternate view to theirs. And... Most of the time, my view is right. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's okay. And that's, that's what Twitter that. for. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. if someone says a good, uh, makes a good point to me, I'll say, "Well, good point." Um, How often is that though? Rare occasion. Oh, well, I went real hard at Alex Pierce not long ago, 
I was watching a footy game and he would have lost his first 11 one-on-ones. Yeah. So he lost – he was a disgrace. <laughs> it was embarrassing the way he was playing. And I said on Twitter, I said he should not be playing. He should be sacked. He shouldn't be captain. Um, probably went a bit far because he's been a good servant and he played really well in Hawkins the other day. He did. And he probably won him the game. Um so it was probably a bit unfair. And then um, someone got on and said, uh, that's unnecessary or he shouldn't be using that language. Um, that opinion is uh, just not – you shouldn't be saying that but pretty much. And I, and I reflected on it. I'd calmed down. It was the next day and I said, 100%, mate, you're right. And I apologised. I said, sorry. Sorry for using that language. Um, I take it back. Uh, I still have a strong opinion on the matter, but I could have voiced it bit better yeah. so and there you go that's good if you're gonna go hard it's good that you can take take it on board when you well, need to well you're always learning aren't you? <laughs> you're always learning i'm only 32 and i'm glad to hear that you're, i'm only 30 i'm only learning. two years older than you i might come back that's good memory by you yeah yeah come back mate i did some research on you did you can't say too much <laughs> when do i get to start asking questions <laughs> not tonight well, we'll not see. tonight we'll, we'll see. see there's a few people lining up for the reverse pod yeah and well, I, it's gonna be I, a I, round table but you're gonna have to no, 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 you have to bid. You're going to have to make your case for it. Maybe on Twitter. Maybe uh, you should make your case. We'll put a Twitter poll up. <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll do that. Um, there are many in the, many an individual you've gone head-to-head with on Twitter. One I will mention, as he's a friend of mine, so there's a mutual connection, yep. is Cam Yukich. Yeah, took the points there. So, so I was going to ask, you think you've got the better of him? Oh, 100%. <laughs> he rambles, dribbles. His views on the Australian cricket team are warped. <laughs> You're not a fan of the Australian cricket team, though. No, I'm not. But, yeah. I'm going to get this back to him. Good. Yeah. Does he listen to this? Oh, How probably. Many, who listens to this? Oh, <laughs> I don't do the stats, mate. We just, I just do the chatting. Oh, that's good. But I'll, I'll make sure this gets back to him. Good. Well, what? what's the question? So you've gotten the better of him. 100%. Yeah, yeah. He would probably say that. <laughs> I need to get him well, on. He He's got- played a couple of reserves. Yeah. I'll get him on. Yeah, uh, get him on. Um. But all jokes aside, you'll have a good beer and a chat with anyone, regardless of their Twitter views. You'll yeah. very happily have a chat with them, won't you? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, which is what it comes back to as well. Well, at the end of the day, like it's just a bit of it's social media. It's a bit of banter. Like it's yeah. not, it's not as serious as people make it out to be. Yeah, nothing's ever as good as it seems. Nothing's ever as bad. Yeah, it's a good way to go about it. Exactly right. Um, so now I go through a little segment. This is towards the end now. I'd normally ask about balancing waffle footy with a full time job or study, but as it's a semi-professional endeavour, but that doesn't apply to you as much now because yeah, it's obviously yeah. less of a commitment. But you are a teacher. I am. Full-time. Um, where and what? I can see where, but just let the listeners Yeah, so know. Greenwood College, um, obviously north. Uh, it's a government school. Um, teach a bit of phys ed um, and health. Uh, upper school, a bit of lower school. Uh, it's good fun. Coach the footy team. We've won. We didn't win any games this year. But we have a carnival with all the all the year groups seven, eight, nine, ten. I think we won about three out of our th- three out of our twenty games. But yeah. the, the kids love it. The kids love playing footy. Um, so not very. We're not very good at it yet. Uh, we got a girls program starting up. Um, so yeah, no, it's great fun. The school yeah. and uh, yeah, I love teaching. Yeah. I love I love teaching the phys ed. So yeah, I'm very lucky to be able to do that. Yeah, and. Again, could be in the dirt, but it's here. I've had many a question and probably asked it myself at times as to how you managed to become a teacher. Because some of us know you well or have known you well 
I do you have a response to that? I don't understand what you're insinuating. <laughs> okay, no, we'll move on if that's your response. Mate, I became a teacher from, oh, the degree was about four years, but I took me six. Um, but no, it was, it was a joy. Uni was good fun because we would, um, you obviously didn't have to go to, to lectures and it wasn't eight hours a day. Like you're sworn in and out as you like. I actually did a, um, we, I did a, a journalism unit and the guy running it said you had to do a report on a state league game, right? And he's like, you can do the yeah. NPL, you um, can do your waffle, you can do your district cricket. And what did you do? We ended up doing a game I played in. So because <laughs> I was like, well, I was like, oh, I can't be bothered going to any of these other games. So I didn't even I – did, I wrote the whole article, didn't mention myself, um, had the scores, the best players at the end, blah, blah, blah. Got the assessment back on the top. It's like it was 80 out of 100 or whatever, 75 out of 100. And he goes, you forgot to mention the 33 touches you had. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so he did, he did know. That was pretty funny. <laughs> All right, okay. Now, segment Tom. So we're getting towards the end. We're nearly there. Beautiful. Um, some quick fire questions. Yep. Best sledge you've ever heard or copped, if any, come to mind. Uh, when I was playing down at, at Swans here, they used to call me Fatterbuck. So every time I'd run up and down the wing, they'd say, oh, he's Fatterbuck. Who did? The Swans supporters <laughs> when I was playing for East Perth. They used to say, give it to Fatterbuck. He'll give it straight back because they used to think I'd butcher the footy a bit. But um, nah, no real sledges I could uh, I could probably repeat on here. I'd, I, every single game I'd get into a verbal and physical altercation with someone from the other team. Yeah, which um, is not a surprise. No, nah, and I really enjoyed – I love that part of footy. I love that competitive that competitive part of it. And I was probably a smart ass. And, um, yeah, but, yeah, I enjoyed it. That's what something that used to get me going. So I used to love um, a bit of sledging and a bit of, yeah, a bit of, you know, grabbing of the jumper. Yeah. It was good fun. Yeah. Um, last TV series you watched? Oh, Sugar. Not that long ago. What did I watch? I used me – and, me and Alicia – is this the time to do a shout out? Yeah, you've already well, yeah. A we second mentioned time. her, but she plays footy right now for Melville. Oh yeah. Um, so I go to watch all her games. Yeah. They're undefeated, um, and she's a superstar. She is the best footy player in our house. So I just wanted to let everybody know that. Beautiful. Um, so hopefully they win the flag. They want to now. Yeah, they'd want to. Because you haven't jinxed them, have I? <laughs> yeah, maybe. And our grand final's the next day oh, if, yeah. if we make it. Yeah. So if she comes home at 4 a.m. banging pots and pans, cooking up some pasta, whatever she's doing, I won't be happy. Um, but back to the TV series. <laughs> uh, well, I watch Home and Away every night. Yeah, no, that doesn't Hunted, care. Hunted, I watched that. Okay. It's not a series, but that's all, that was on Channel 10. Yep. Um, Ted Lasso. Okay. I watched all three seasons. Happy with it? Loved it. Okay. Loved it. Oh, I haven't watched bit, those. I need a bit to get corny, them. but uh, there's not much soccer in it. But yeah, it was good. Yeah. All right. This one might be tough. So if you can make it as quick as you can. Have through. I been rambling? No, no, no. Just the question. Okay. Because I could see you getting caught up in in this question, <laughs> given how long you played. So three people you'd take to dinner. Anyone. This is anyone, dead or alive. Just anyone. Yeah. And then followed by three teammates. I normally ask current teammates, but obviously you're a past player. Three teammates you take to you with that dinner, and you can choose the three from both between Swans and East yep. Perth, which makes it hard. Oh. I only want three. Yeah, it is but hard. Th- three people first, and if you can't think of three, just give me a couple. Yeah, Shane Warne. 
Yeah. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. Um, who else do I love? I love... Pat Cummins. <laughs> no, 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 nah, don't, don't go I, into that. He, he's not just welcome. Go, just he's go. not welcome. Marcus Bontempelli. Okay. I want to call... If I have a son, um, I want to call him Bontempelli. Oh, yeah? Bontempelli Clutterbuck. Um, will will Alicia agree with that? Probably not. But <laughs> at the end of the day, when she's um, still in the room, I'll get to go pick the name. So she can't, <laughs> she can't do anything about it. Um, and who else? Freddie Spencer, the guy, the oh, guy who yeah, I was, you named the that, guy that who was going to come up in the, the guy dirt. who I was named after. Yeah. I'd love to have a um, have well, a who was a MotoGP yeah. world champion, nineteen eighty five and nineteen eighty three. So my dad wanted me to be a motorbike rider, yeah, which um, didn't happen. Didn't happen. But, but you kicked twenty nine and two out of here. I did, it? but that's not. A, he kicked three um, in a quarter playing for the Carlisle Cougars Colts. Um, so that's his claim to fame. Yeah. Okay. And then last year I actually kicked four and a quarter. So I've, I've overtaken. <laughs> so he doesn't really have a claim to fame anymore. Yeah. Um, so that Freddie Spencer, uh, Shane Warmark, Spontempelli, and now who's the three teammates you taken? Oh, I could take so many. Yeah, but just pick three. Come on, it's a hard I'll question. I'll do three for from each club. Okay, so yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Jesse Turner. Yeah, because he's an interesting cat. You, I'll take you. You're good fun. You're a good chat. Thanks, mate. I could we take had some good times. Doc Blakely. Yeah, Nathan. Just Blakely, had a good yeah. chat with him. He's a mad dog. <laughs> Talon Ames. I'll take him. Um, that's four. Yeah, um, come on, mate. Riggs, Matt Riggio, How are you naming? Dave Ellard, I'll take Jackson three. Slater. Stop uh, it, pretty. That's it from Swan. That's seven. From East Perth, I'll take uh, Mossy, Payne, Kyle Anderson, Josh Smith, Jared Oakley, Nichols, Craig Wolf, Michael Swan. You've actually butchered this question. <laughs> I've ruined the segment. All right, now. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Now, which teammate would you avoid at all costs, rooming at all costs, going on a trip with, taking to the dinner? You can do one from each club. Can that be Jesse Turner as well? <laughs> yeah, if that's what you want. Uh, gosh. You've named it. Yeah, Jesse Turner. Uh, Nah. And I'll get this else? back to him too, don't you? No, nah, don't tell him. Nah, he's, he's already been on the pod, <laughs> yeah. so he can't get me back. Um, <laughs> who else? Who wouldn't I go with? Um, oh, no, I loved all my teammates. Oh, I was the annoying that's one. That's a soft answer. I was the annoying especially one. Especially from you. So they would try to avoid me. I okay. just can't think of any real dirt on him yeah, right. at the moment. I roomed with Payne and he was great fun. Okay. Um, so you got you, got, you give me Jesse Turner. That, that'll yeah, do. that'll do. I've okay. had enough of him. So now we move on to the dirt on Freddie. And I wouldn't really call it dirt because for you, you know, you probably see it as just a good yard and some just stories. Just a notch and, on the belt. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so they're all pretty mild because this isn't an up late podcast as you mentioned off oh, air. Yeah, that is fair. So, um, so the first one, you, you love a Snapchat. Yes. So Spin King. Do the crime, do the time. That is true. Um, number of beers that you would be on. I like to count Which up. still happens now. Yes. So, yes. obviously, you love the snaps. Just on that, though, there's been word that on occasion or, or maybe before, you've actually been caught out with the beer snaps. And and the same beer has been seen in your hand for three beers. <laughs> that Do you is, have any comment? That, that is 100% false. So, you, so when, you're, when you've sent through number 18, you've had 18. I've had 18. <laughs> okay. That is just a matter of fact. I'm going to have to go back to that person and just see what they think about that. Video. Tell that person they're kidding themselves and I'd love to have 18 with them. <laughs> okay. And, and she, we'll, you would if you knew who it was from. So we'll see. Yep. Next. Um, and the other one about the snaps is that you, with the Spin King snaps, is yep. that 
it's it's interesting that every time you send one, it's always yourself outside the gym. So there's also the rumor that you might be pouring water on yourself at the front of a gym. That has happened. <laughs> that's not. No. That's really. No, every time I sp- every time I send a spin king, I'm fresh out of a spin class. There's actually no phone rule in the class. Okay. Um, otherwise, we I could was, probably fact check that too. Otherwise, I would send ones um, of me in the class. Yeah. But also, it's a bit weird because I'm the only male in there a lot of the time, and I'm the only male, um, or the rest are female, and it would look a bit dodgy. Me on the okay. phone, I forget to turn the flash off, and <laughs> and then things just get murky. So <laughs> I just fair. prefer not to. That's smart decision, yeah. wise decision. Um, next one. I'm told you always get your old man to drive you to all your piss ups. That no, is no, no Ubers because you might be a bit of a tight ass. Uh, well, I wouldn't <laughs> say I was a tight ass because I buy a lot of beers. But <laughs> yes, I do get um, my dad to drive me to a lot of um, a lot of the piss ups. He lives down the road. He doesn't drink, so he um, yeah he helps me out. He's been great. He drives me to Querdington still, so we drive oh, together. Oh, beautiful. Um, That's a nice touch. Yeah, so we, we spend the time in the car. He, yep. he tells me what I've done wrong during the game. <laughs> which wouldn't be much. Well, that combo goes for 30 <laughs> seconds. Then I get onto my goals, which goes for a bit longer. Um, but no, I said I'll drive home on um, on Sunday from the game. And I reckon I got flash probably going close to 30 over. <laughs> so... Yeah, he can drive. He can drive for the rest of the year. Fair enough. Um, now, you—I don't know if it's what you mentioned before with your thumb, or you—you you, you split the webbing on your hand, or you yeah, cut yourself one time. And yeah. my recollection is that you might have come up with a story as to what actually happened that night. Yeah, it was. Uh, so the truth was that you fell off a roof. Yeah, yeah. And what was the story that you told in the paper? Okay. I didn't come up with this. Was this at Swans though? Yeah, Swan, yeah, Swans came up with this because people were asking why I wasn't playing or where I was and it was a workplace injury. So they put it down <laughs> as a workplace injury. But I'd actually got on the piss and fallen over yeah, yeah. Um, and cut my hand pretty bad. And, uh, yeah, went to hospital, um, got it stitched up and then I come to training on Monday and I didn't really have any feeling in my thumb and um, I got docked to – kind of had a look at it, Doc Blakely. And he <laughs> said, yeah, you, you need to go to hospital. Um, so my parents, well, my dad actually, yeah, I got him to pick me up and take me to hospital. And um, I ended up spending the next couple of days in there where they put my thumb back together. So, it was, yeah. yeah, it wasn't, I was lucky that um, Doc told me to go back yeah, to hospital. Yeah. Cause, um, I remember that though. Yeah, it could have been, could have been a lot worse. Yeah. So, um, yeah, pretty lucky. Yeah. Uh, supposedly you had 19 cheeseburgers in one sitting. Oh, that's garbage. <laughs> I versed a bloke at East Perth on footy trip in a cheeseburger challenge and I had four. He had mine So as where well. did 19 come from? Don't know. Dobbo, <laughs> Brett Dobson's his name. He had about 13. <laughs> yeah, he was unreal. Um, the next one I want to talk about is the shape that you rocked up to the club in. So again... Oh, we touched on before the context in terms of me thinking that you were this. You're up here. Yeah. People can't see, but I'm putting my hand up real high here. That's high. <laughs> and like, I remember looking at you when you first rolled up to the club, and I was like, that can't be Freddie Clutterbuck. What state was I, I in? just weren't in the greatest nick. Well, I told you. Yeah. I, well, yeah. But I hadn't been training. Yeah. But I, well, I, I've seen photos. Um, <laughs> and you're actually pretty happy where you are. Well, that was what I. That's pretty much what I played at. That's yeah. how I looked. My, yeah. yeah, my whole career. Just, I don't know. It might have just 
like taken Do, the, gl- just the gloss off it a bit for oh, me. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, well. But then I got to know you as a bloke. My, well, my apologies. But then I went out with you at a hippie. Yeah, well, and then that you changed. Know. Yeah. They come, they, uh, yeah, it was a good night, whatever yeah. that <laughs> night that was. Um, now, there's also rumours that you would say to some people that you came from East Perth to save Swan Districts on and off field. Any well, truth to that? No, that, that <laughs> I've never said that, but I just assumed that. Well, everyone, everyone kind of knew that. <laughs> nah, that's the. I don't know where you're getting these. These are just all made up. <laughs> no, these are what people have told me. Wow, they're just lying. Um, I've never said that. Another one is you said that you um, enjoyed, you know, getting stuck into people. Mm. Now I remember playing. I think it was 2017. Yeah, or maybe it was 18. Maybe it was 18. We played in a reserves final. Yeah, at South Fremantle against West Perth. Yep. And there was a guy that was playing for West Perth. I can't remember his name. And he was really just – he was just trying to get the footy. Yep. So he was openly just trying to get touches when it wasn't really helping the team. Yeah. And you came out and started, like, real well. Like, you were on fire early. You had a lot of touches that game. Uh, I remember. Out I think I had 35 yeah. and kicked a couple, <laughs> yeah. and I think. Yeah, you did. You did. And um, <clears throat> I just remember because you, you know what you were like. You – if you started playing well, you'd be you just get up and going, and you'd be get a little bit you'd, be, yep. you'd be humming. And we were walking back out to you were playing half back, maybe. Yeah, I think I was half back wing. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, we're, yeah, we're walking yeah. back to our position. I was walking next year, and we walked past this bloke. I think he was in the middle, and you just just he hadn't said anything to you. He hadn't done anything to you. <laughs> And you just absolutely teed off at him to the point about about the way he was going about it to the point where Aiden Lynch, who was with West Perth and was playing, I think he was tying his shoes up, and he just looked up and said, "Freddie, like, just take it easy, take it easy." <laughs> well, he probably deserved it. I can't remember. I can't remember that. That would happen regularly where I'd just let rip at people. Um, Destroyed some young kids' well, confidence. I didn't. When I was, it just just come naturally, I suppose. Yeah. Like you just, I just used to get a bit up and about, and then the you know the the juices take over. Just competitive, like yeah. I just love competing. Yeah, that's the main thing. Um, and one thing I got told to ask is how you would every time you got an award, which I'm guessing you'd say would be often, uh, you'd thank the past players for the spread. Oh, there's nothing better than <laughs> thanking the that? past players for the what spread. What was that about? Just I just spoke to Amesy before and he said if I didn't mention that, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> so thank you to the past players for the spread. So you know where that came from then? I do. Well, because at halftime of the Colts games, the past players at East Perth would always used to prepare the meals for the Colts kids. I'm not sure if it was the same at Swans. Obviously, I didn't get to play Colts here. So it was a bit of a running joke that every time we got an award, we'd get up and say, just quickly like to thank the past players for the spread. <laughs> Um, which was our genuine, it was a bit of a joke, but we did appreciate yeah. the past players. No, very good. It's, it's one of those things where you say, no, get back on the track. We'll see you Monday. Yep. Get back on the track. Thank the past players. <laughs> tick, tick. You've, done, had, you've had a good speech. <laughs> very good. Uh, hippie frequented that place regularly. Yeah, probably the king of hippie. Um, got kicked out regularly. Uh, not me. Yeah. <laughs> so, Freddie. So apparently... Well, not apparently. I know this because I was here for it. But you would, you would, you would say that you got kicked by your horses to cover up fights with the security guards. You would say that you fell off your bike or your skateboard if you had a black eye or a cut. Did you ever just want to own up to what you'd done and what had happened? Uh, no, I did get kicked by horses and fall off my bike a bit as well. Okay, um, uh, that's funny because that segues into the next one. You falling off the bike, but anyway, yeah, go on. But 
Oh, there was the odd disagreement with people, but so they were that was footy as well. Like, I wouldn't know where it came from on a Monday. Like, sometimes someone would think I was a smart ass, and I'd cop one on the footy field as well. So it was, yeah, wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't as bad as um. I'm trying to make, make it, it out to be. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. I was Plus, there. I was there. It's all right. I was there. When it's um, a, we can move on. I was when there. I used to, <laughs> when we have a few beers as well. We used to think we could um. Box like me and David Ellard would always box each other. Jason Daniels, and yes. <laughs> every time that Davey and I, Jace, there was only one punch in that fight. Um, but <laughs> me and Davey would think we were Mike Tyson in the Van Holyfield. Yeah. We'd be dancing around, yeah. bashing each other, yeah. and um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the smartest thing to do, but it would let, it would do some damage. And it was fun. It was great fun. <laughs> I wouldn't so, do it now. Oh yeah, well, that's okay. I'm old. Yeah. Um, I mentioned how it segued well into the bike. So apparently you rode your push bike with no seat all the time. No. <laughs> that, I don't know who wrote that. Well, are you, are you, are you like, not very, like, were you not very clever back then or? Mate, my bike's got a seat on it. Okay. That's just what I was told. And that that's might make another, sense with falling off the bike. That's another garbage one. <laughs> right. like, you haven't had any good dirt yet. <laughs> well, I can't include it. Oh. <laughs> As that's, you would probably know. That's M.A. Um, and the last one I had was, oh, actually, sorry, no, there's one more that I have to bring up. Now, because the last one I had was about your middle name. We've already touched on that. Yeah. So the last one I will bring up, this is a nice last one because it makes me laugh all the time. Um, Ryan Crowley's birthday. It's one of your favourite days, isn't it? It's probably the best day of the year. Because there's a photo <laughs> which you post. On his wall. Which is not really him. No. Um, so he's getting in a fight. I used to love playing with Kraus because he always have your back. And yep. he's always getting in fights and he's always running amok. And he's getting in a blue with some supporters over the fence and he's been giving it to them all day and they've been giving it to him. And I've kicked the goal and I've turned and given it the um, the double A uh, or just a bit, bit of a fist up yep. to the crowd on the outer wing at Bazo. Um, so in the background, I'm I'm celebrating, and in the foreground, he's giving it the the python, the big fist up. But he's sort of blurred. Yeah, so he's not really in the photo. No. And do you know where <laughs> that was? Do you know what game that was from? That was the the, the West final. Perth game. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, I know where. Yeah. <laughs> so I post that on his wall every year. Every year. I think he's blocked me now. <laughs> not but uh, I even post it when it's not his birthday. Happy just birthday, Krause. Happy Sunday, Krause. <laughs> happy Tuesday. And I just oh, post it. And eventually, he's not even in the photo. But no, uh, gets me no, every time. It's a good. It's a good laugh. Gets me every time. All right, last segment. This or that. Real. You know, traditional podcast. Yeah, thing. but and no you know, one's. It's gone for that long. No one's still. No, that's all right. That. I'll listen back. <laughs> I'll listen. Oh, you know who I know will listen back? Who? Jason, my brother. Yeah, right. He's, he's, he's been, on Twitter. Yeah, he's he's been in some interesting um, environments and situations and scenarios where you've been involved, which probably couldn't mention. Yes. Yeah, he's uh, just happened mi- to be there. Misunderstandings at the same time. Headbutts. And, and like a few. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. But anyway, um, so this or that. Yeah, and you know, like this is actually there's an, an award attached to this segment. Oh, good. I'll try. And it's subjective. The the how you win is subjective to my opinion. Perfect. Um, and the award's going to be tailored to the person when I decide. So you're not just playing for like a, something you might not even use. Like, mm. you know, you, you might actually you'll want it. All right. So we'll see how you go. Um, peanut butter, crunchy or smooth? Crunchy. Good start. Excellent start. Uh, barbecue or tomato sauce? Tomato. That's easy. 
Anyway, next one. Ah, sausage roll or pie? Sausage roll. You're going pretty well. There's been a lot of debate about this one at the footy club recently. Aiden Clark, if you ever want to get on the pod. Clark, I saw him at Woolworths the other day. If you ever actually want to talk about it, Clark, you get on the pod instead of not is coming he, on the pod. Is he refusing to come on? Oh, just – no, not refusing. Just He's just busy. He's a busy man. Uh, yeah. He's a busy man. Um, LeBron or MJ or I've recently added it in, Nikola Jokic. Jokic. Good man. That's the man I love. The big Slav. Yeah, you're from the same <laughs> continent. Similar, yeah. Um, all right, you're you're a bit of a footy nuffy, so you'll be across this. Brisbane's hat trick from 01 to 03. Yep. Hawthorne's hat trick, 13 to 15. Yep. Richmond's three flags in four years, 17, 19, 20. Or Geelong's three flags in five years. Or Geelong. <laughs> Geelong, because they're the wor- they're the most winning winningest team of yeah, the Yeah, but the they also they also of the millennium. They actually. also didn't win when they probably should have. Yeah, because Stewie Jew. Yeah. I bet they weren't telling him. How good is that? Yeah, I bet they weren't having a crack at him for skin (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Oh, they didn't call him after the game, did they? I'm surprised you didn't use him during your career. Mate, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Too much faith put in these uh, skin fault tests. It's a joke. You're not even allowed to take him anymore. Yeah. fat shaming. That's yeah. more of a joke. Oh, oh. Society's gone so soft. Can I, is this my rant time? <laughs> Society for not allowing skin folds, oh, for giving ribbons, in, for running in races, for yeah, but, mate, teachers and parents who back their kid over the teacher. These types of individuals, <laughs> these humans, these humans are a disgrace. <laughs> mate, but some people have been through some stuff in terms of skin folds. Yeah. I wasn't subject to them for a while. No, nah, well, that's exactly right. <laughs> fair and unfair enough. <laughs> All right. World Cup winning goal in soccer. Game seven NBA finals winning jump shot, which is buzzer beater. Uh, winning goal in the AFL grand final, winning putt at the Masters or hitting the winning runs in the deciding fifth Ashes test in England or taking the final wicket when the opponent needs two runs in the same test. So the Soccer World Cup is for Australia? Oh, yeah, if you want it to be. Just the World Cup. Yeah, well, yeah, it yep. would be. That would be. Yeah, that's okay. my one. Soccer World Cup. Yep. That would just stop the nation. That soccer, even in the Women's World Cup right now, you see how it just brings – it has the ability to do stuff that no other sport can do. And Matilda's going to win it, you reckon? <sighs> Judging by the other day, I think France are going to win it. But yeah, I hope they do. And yeah. then I hope we get a public holiday. <laughs> We'd like that when Australia 2 won Our the boy. America's Cup. Albo Sneezy can't stand him. <laughs> When's the politics section coming on? <laughs> Are you a liberal Christ. man? Oh, I'm not a liberal. I'm I'm a I'm more of a I'm not a party aligned. I just look at individuals and how much crap they talk. <laughs> and, and do you rate any of them? Uh, Barnaby Joyce. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Only joking. Uh, I was more of a Clive Palmer man when he started oh, booing with no. Mark McGowan. Oh, Jesus, yeah. wow, we. <laughs> Oh, all right. Tennis Golden Slam. You know what that is? Yeah. Best soccer player in the world in a year where you win the World Cup. So you're playing soccer for all sorts of clubs, but you win yeah. the World Cup. Yeah. Um, golf Grand Slam or MVP Finals, MVP and Champion in the NBA in the same year? Mm. Well, I've already won a World Cup, so... A tennis grand slam would be pretty cool. Golden slam. Golden slam. That's where you win all of them. Yeah, all four. Yeah. In the same year? In the same year. Calendar year. Yeah. yeah. I would take that. That's that. Imagine how much drive you yeah. would have to do individually. Like, no That'd be one's, tough. No one's making you train. No one's making you do anything. Yeah. That's why Nick Kyrgios sucks because he's he <laughs> is just so mentally fragile and weak 
that he cannot bring himself to train tagging him. to train enough to We're be competitive at that play. level. And then when he plays, he gets injured. He goes, oh, I'm unlucky with injury. No, you're unlucky because you didn't train for eight hours a day <laughs> for five years like every other player. So you do the maths, Nick. <laughs> you do the maths. Like I said, strong opinions. Well, he's just a halfway, <laughs> and I can't believe anyone in Australia could possibly like him. The way he plays Tom tennis. Tom Smirk, he's going to get tagged in this because he he's a Kyrgios supporter. Oh, I know. And whenever I, re- whenever I get an argument with Smirky about Nick Kyrgios, grinds my gears. I'm not <laughs> sure how anybody in Australia could possibly like him. He's a he's an ordinary te- – oh, he's a good tennis player when he wants to be, but he's so inconsistent and he's an ordinary human. <laughs> there you go. Strong opinions. Um, coffee order? Flat white. Yeah, I couldn't imagine you being anything else, to be honest. That's all there is. What else is there? <laughs> no, I'm not. We won't go down that path. Um, uh, alcoholic beverage of choice? Uh, fi- it can be a type of Fireball? Or- Fireball bourbon? <laughs> uh, or Swan Draft or Carlton Draft. Yeah, okay. But Fireball bourbon is uh, <laughs> has been known to... Um, for my 30th, I got about eight bottles of that. <laughs> Oh, um, oh, yeah, I haven't asked this one as much lately, but I'll ask you anyway. North or south of Perth? North. <laughs> Born and bred. Yeah. Um, if you had to pick one song, one artist or one genre of music to listen to for the rest of your life, so you can get as specific as you want out of yep. the, yeah. Fat Boy Slim. Yeah. That's I love Fat Boy. Yeah, okay. I love his music. <laughs> yeah. Good answer. Um, and if he wasn't around Art vs. Science. Yeah. Okay, good. I like the strong answers. And the last one, and you get bonus points if you get this right. Who's the best key defender in the AFL currently? Sam Taylor. That's a good answer. That's not the bonus point answer, but that's a good answer. Who's the bonus if point If you knew answer? me, you'd know the bonus point answer is, but this oh, is the beauty of it. Eric McKenzie. <laughs> we no longer plays, does <laughs> is he? That, no. is, that the, is that the answer? Current key defender. There's uh, someone who's overtaken him who are probably like more, and it's a bit of a joke. At the footy oh, club because well, I've, no. I've almost uh, got a lot of love Well, he was playing in those pre- in those grand finals with me. Yeah. He's a and good man. Good man. Very good man. Yeah. He was on my couch for three days after one of them. Was he? Yeah, wouldn't leave. After a loss. Yeah. Do you if I tag him, you'll get involved? Yep. All right. <laughs> we'll see about well, We'll have a crack. Yeah, maybe we you can well. get him on. Well, <laughs> well I'm not sure I'm going to. This is a bit of a. Bru- it's a budget. Um, Broadcasting. <laughs> is this a uni assignment what or something? You, what, 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 what do you expect? What do you tell me what you want? I want an on air sign flashing <laughs> when, we're, when we're going. Is that going to make the difference? Someone could have brought me a cup of tea or something. Well, you oh, should have let me know in advance. Yeah, right. You got to give me a rider, like a rider list next well, time you come on. For part two. For the up late. For the up late. There's a few things I haven't gotten to. Yeah, the, well. The 2016 uh, Bali footy trip. Oh, yeah. We haven't got. No, we, but we don't have time for that. Yeah. Because we've got to wrap it up. There's only four people came. Yeah. <laughs> I heard about this. Anyway. Um, we, we can have a part two. Oh, we probably need one. Yeah. Also, I need to say hello to a kid from my primary school. Yeah, go. Who I said. This his is name chance. is Jordan Telford King. Yeah. Um, he's, he's our manager for footy. Yeah. So hello to him. Yeah. Um, obviously done with my girlfriend. Thank you to my parents <laughs> who uh, have been magnificent. My sister, who I want to give a quick shout out to just in case she listens. Um, I love this. Well, and I can tell the story. When I got given number 21 jumper at East Perth, it yep. was because of Paul Seal, who's my dad's mate's dad. Yeah. So I wanted to mention that as okay. well. His name's Greg Seal. 
He uh, stood up for me when Kim Hagdorn called me a drug cheat on the radio. Got me confused with Cadwallader. Um, so Greg Seal is his name. He called up and told Hagdorn he was a wrong and Hagdorn's a clown. Yeah. Um, and potentially you're not skinny enough to be a drug cheat. Well, I don't look like somebody <laughs> who's on steroids, do I? <laughs> no. That's pretty obvious. Yeah. So. All right, very good. And, you know, it's funny. Oh, no, we are going to wrap up. But it's funny that you, you're you giving all these shout-outs after you're saying that it seems like it's a bit of a uni-type setup. It's well, not, it's not the kind of I'm thing you do if you weren't rating the setup. I'm going to be fast forwarding to the end. That's why I did it at the end, so I don't have to fish through the other garbage. <laughs> like so the, just go like on the VHS. Yeah, rewind. <laughs> I can just go straight to the end. But honestly, no, nah, thank you for having me on. Yeah, no. Nah. And you should be very proud of what you have done um, at, at Swans. Because when I first got here, you know, you were injured and you weren't doing stuff. And then now you're captain, state squad. Um, you should be very proud of what you've done and achieved and it's not over yet. You've got a couple more years left in you um, and as long as you take after me off field, I've done my job. <laughs> so, no, actually, well done to you, Brandon. I enjoy watching you play still when you obviously haven't been for a while, but nah. no, thanks for having me on. Nah. You should be very proud of what you've done. Thanks, mate. Um, the chat was as much about me catching up with an old mate as it was having a – having a good laugh and, and talking about your career and, you know, delivered on, on that and exceeded expectation as well. And uh, we, like, we've talked about it already, but I reckon we're a chance to have you on a couple more times, such as the entertainment and the content that you've brought. Um, so along with a laugh, I hope everyone got an idea of the career you had at Waffle Level because it was an impressive one. Um, which was no mean feat. Um, oh, I actually won the Rising Star in 2011. <laughs> you so you throw did, that in late. So you missed that. Oh, sorry, Your mate. research was up well, to, up shit creek. There's always room for improvement, isn't there? Well, we'll start it again from the start. <laughs> and we make sure we get that in there, all right? Um, but, yeah, despite maybe the perception at times that you, you know, that you had a good time off field and all that sort of stuff, you worked hard to have the career that you had. And we I might have missed the rising star, but we outlined I outlined a lot of what you and you also the, reminded us of the statistics of the and the games and a lot of the good stuff. Um so yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope the listeners, be it East Perth and Swans, hopefully both of them do themselves a favor and have a listen. Um and let's hope it's a catalyst for catching up for a beer a bit more regularly. Absolutely, so, mate. As I said, thank you very much um, for having me on. It's been fantastic. And I'm not sure if anyone will listen to it, but as you said, I've had a, I've had a lot of fun um, sitting down and reminiscing with you. So thanks no again. Great player, great bloke. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, mate.